0: Okay, all right. We are on Rumble. We're on Kick. Not on Odyssey because they refuse to remove pirated videos of mine so they can eat a dick. We got to talk about, well, I was on a show. I'm going to show you this friend or foe talking about Donald Trump. I don't kick in for 36 minutes into it because the time zones. I was in Japan, just got back last night in Korea now. Um, but I got to talk about the Twitter news first. So <laughs> let's get into it, shall we? First of all, it's a new CEO. It's not a new Trust and Safety czar. That's the person in charge of censorship. Uh, looks like Rumble's going slow. Let me show this. Let's not show this. Share this out on Telegram real quick. Let people know what's up. Boom! Yeah, Twitter in six weeks gonna have a new CEO, Linda y- Yacarnino or something like that. Piece, little turd. Uh, why does it say seven Eastern? This should have been at nine nine a.m. Japan time, whatever that is. whatever I'm gonna stream anyway so I don't know what's going on there I don't care I want you to see this so first of all we've got Linnyayar Carnino from NBC Universal look at this thanking Robert Kraft and his team right for their stand up to Jewish hate where they want you to put a dark blue square or light blue square wherever who d- just this says you know, put that in your profile I assume that's on Twitter or something <laughs> well that's nice except Robert Kraft as you can see the graphic right next to it Robert Kraft resigns from Apollo board amid Epstein controversy yeah him and Leo Black from uh, Leon Black from Global Apollo Let me get rid of some of these. Here you go. Judge orders destruction of alleged sex tapes of Robert Kraft. If you don't remember, Epstein actually compared himself to Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft was getting... uh, He went to like a happy ending massage spa something in Florida, and apparently that wasn't enough. Uh, He allegedly raped two of the women, but they destroyed the tapes. The judge in the case... By the way, Robert Kraft raping girls... It uh, worked for Global Apollo with Leon Black. And what did Leon Black do? And, of course, there you go. Kraft resigns. Apollo board amid Epstein controversy. Okay. And what Leon Black got for paying Jeffrey Epstein $158 million. Wow. And ended up being more than that because he had another $10 billion he put through this LLC. Not only that okay i'm gonna move some of these graphics away not not only that let's move this over here too epstein was on the board what eps shoot that's why i need a guy in the chair Just gonna race this epstein was on leon black's board the deborah and leon black board as a trustee so He's on his foundation as a trustee he gets 168 million dollars i think that ended up going up to 180 million that we know of robert Kraft's raping traffic chinese women in florida but hey you know the new twitter czar decides that'd be good people to partner with <laughs> We need restream to work. Uh deleted it. Whatever. I don't have the graphic. So I don't I don't like having to be the guy in the chair and be the guy delivering the content at the same time and holding the mic arm because still don't have a table. <laughs> God damn. Six weeks she'll be the new CEO. Now, the CEO of Twitter is more or less in charge of advertising and that kind of stuff, not censoring people. Although they will get to decide whether to hire or fire people on the trust and safety committee. The head of the trust and safety, Ella Irwin, is another, you know, leftist shill. This is why they allow the NAFO people. I can show you this. I'm not going to show you, but go to my Twitter and look at one of the top stories. They're allowing the NAFO people to threaten to rape somebody's wife. And threaten to kill people and all, and that's okay. But he gets suspended for defending her. So, this is the kind of crap we have at Twitter. They still won't let Jeremy McKenzie back on. They still won't let Scott Ritter back on. They still won't let Sarah Westhall back on, and a long list of other names. But those three aren't controversial at all, and they're not allowed on. Because even though Elon got rid of the Trust and Safety Advisory Board, which included the ADL, it was good he got rid of that. He replaced Joel Roth with Ella Irwin. So we went from a Jewish pedophile in Joel Roth and a leftist. And he was. I mean, he advocated. It's not like he did pedophilia, it's not like he actually did it that we know of. But he advocated for it. He thought that adults should be able to solicit minors on the gay dating app Grindr for sex. It's kind of like Alan Dershowitz tried to justify pedophilia in porn because you're not actually interacting with the kid. I guess he forgot that somebody's interacting with the kid taking pictures of him. Nude. Mr. I kept my underwear on. Dershowitz. By the way, you're off. Robert Kraft and Leon Black, all one degree away from Epstein. And now, this was their partnership, right? Robert Kraft and NBC Universal. There's plenty of uh, there too. That's gonna be our CEO of Twitter. Hooray! Anyway, if you have a Shekel chat, put it in. I'm gonna. I'm dropping the um, friend or foe thing now. I do not appear for 36 minutes, but it was a pretty good panel, so you should listen to the other people there. Pete Kiones was on, Thomas777 was on, and some others, so without further ado, I'll give you this, and I'll shut up for a minute. This is two hours long, and I will pop in in 36 minutes.
1: Ladies and gentlemen as messieurs welcome to a brand new friend or fed the show that questions your priors For the purposes of this conversation a friend is someone who's advancing or strengthening the dissident rights position In politics, politics culture or media and a fed is either a direct agent of the deep state or someone who is doing their work for them But not on the payroll, which is the worst kind of fed uh, We are joined by some of the greatest dissident minds and creators to discuss the most important question of the age Is Donald Trump a friend or a fed? But before we introduce the panel, I want to acknowledge our Rumble Live viewers. Uh, We are starting to kill it on Rumble, so thank you all. Uh, I'd like to ask you to like, subscribe, and share this video or this live stream to your friends. Uh, You can also join our locals community by pressing join at the bottom of the screen. And if you want your super chats, uh, do you want to join the conversation, you can send us your super chats. And we'll read out your comments or questions as they come in. Uh and uh yeah, Mark, that's your that's that's your cue.
2: <laughs> right, I guess I will introduce our illustrious panel. We have Thomas 777 first time guest on the show, and our favorite returning guest, Mr. Pete Quinones and LB Muniz. And this is it. I figure we will just sort of kick things off with the number one running around clip on the interwebs today, which is the response from CNN from the town hall slash debate Trump just held, and we'll take it from there.
1: If anyone wants to pause a comment, just let me know to pause. I I have a
3: a spot already. Disappointment. Let's get this volume up. Many of you are upset that someone who attempted to destroy our democracy was invited to sit on a stage in front of a crowd of Republican voters to answer questions and predictably continued to spew lie after lie after lie. And I get it. It was disturbing. It was disturbing to see and hear that person refer to a black law enforcement officer as a thug, an adjective he used many times to describe black men, and call Caitlin Collins the moderator nasty, which is what he calls any woman who stands up to him. It was disturbing to hear him speak so highly of QAnon conspirators and insurrectionists who assaulted police officers in our democracy on January 6th, and it was awful to hear him spread ridiculous lies about the election. And it was certainly disturbing to hear that audience, young and old, our fellow citizens, people who love their kids, and go to church, laugh, and applaud his lies and his continued defamation of a woman who, according to a jury of his peers, he sexually abused and defamed. As good a job as Caitlin Collins did trying to fact-check him, it is impossible to fact-check fully because he lies so shamelessly. Now, many of you think CNN shouldn't have given him any platform to speak, and I understand the anger about that, giving him the audience, the time. I get that. But this is what I also get the man you were so disturbed to see and hear from last night that man is the front runner for the republican nomination for president and according to polling no other republican is even close that man you were so upset to hear from last night he may be president of the united states in less than two years and that audience that upset you that's a sampling of about half the country they are your family members your neighbors and they are voting and many said they're voting for him now Maybe you haven't been paying attention to him since he left office. Maybe you've been enjoying not hearing from him, thinking it can't happen again. Some investigation is going to stop him. Well, it hasn't so far. So if last night showed anything, it showed it can happen again. It is happening again. He hasn't changed. So, so because <laughs> little, little playthrough. All trouble. right, all right. But do you think staying in your silo and only listening to people you agree with is going to make that person go away? Okay.
4: Your silo, like what? What does that even mean? Your Watching silo, CNN. Like S I L O. Yeah. Okay, you're. Oh Lord, sweet Jesus.
1: Uh, okay. Thoughts? I <laughs> mean, p- Pete, let's, let's let's hang on. Pete, no, let's, no, no, we'll, yeah, we'll, I'm sorry. Go ahead. We'll, we'll we'll start with you. We'll 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 try to we'll try to segment it out. You're, you're muted there, bud. Yeah.
5: Uh, where do you even start? I mean, everything that came out of his mouth was just pure, you know, Bernaysian propaganda. I mean, it, everything that came out of his mouth was a lie, as he's saying that everything that comes out of Trump's mouth is a lie.
1: Can I just, just, just to add to your point here? What's amazing to me is how they're not even being subtle about how you're supposed to feel. Like, he's literally telling you how you're supposed to feel in that clip. It's 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 almost it's stunning if you weren't already prepared for it. Like what it actually hits you in your face, you're like, Wow, there's the ball sack, there's a the fucking ball sack <laughs> well, of Anderson Cooper. Just
2: fucking I've seen that clip several times, and the first the first gut reaction I had was like who the projection of, of what they think of their audience. Because it really like you're being talked down to like a kid, kindergartner and told this is it, this is your perspective. And of course you agree with us because we're telling you how to feel, right?
5: The sad thing about an Anderson Cooper is, I mean, this guy is basically like American aristocracy and he could be on the side of good. He could be a power. He could be powerful on the side of good, but he's not. He's just he's just another one of these people who got pulled aside. I know he applied for the CIA or he was in CIA training at some point um, I don't hold that against them. I don't think that everyone who joins the CIA is a bad person. Um but yeah, I just look at people like this and I'm you know, I I have personal thoughts about the man himself, but pretty much everything he's done for the for his whole career is just um to prop up the regime and the side of the regime that is you know against people like us. So
1: Thomas
4: the point I've been making for years and I'm I'm sure people are tired of hearing it because it's you know cantankerous old guy stuff that's not even good propaganda that that's this kind of weird effeminate man just like literally shrieking things I mean I don't don't, there comes a point where you know Eric Milky the chief of the stasi um the night after the berlin wall came down he addressed the volkskammer and people just started laughing at him because he was just like sputtering over and over this is imperialist you know oppression it's returned it's 1933 all over again you know like i demand you know you 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 stand up in the name of the revolution like people just like laughed like what can you do i mean i don't and something i put the people it's like, OK, I was on the ground on January 6th. Every time I hear one of these media people or somebody shriek about this man tried to destroy our democracy, you know, pretty much every week there was a violent protest um, in the year 1968 in the nation's capital in opposition to the Vietnam War. Reaching its zenith, about half a million people were mustered, about 40,000 of whom on one occasion made it to the Pentagon and were confronted by armed U.S. infantry and told to step back or they'd be fired upon. Nobody ever, it wouldn't have even occur to anybody to say, like, George McGovern is trying to destroy your democracy. Like, uh, I don't even know really what that means. It's like, okay, so people protesting constitutes an armed revolt with intent to overthrow the government of the United States and that Donald Trump is a Svengali figure or maybe, like, a, a Jim Jones figure who, who who has the power to force people to obey his orders. And finally...
1: He's he's Machiavelli for people who don't know who the fuck Machiavelli is.
4: Okay, but Machiavelli couldn't, like, say things and raise an army that like, apparently Donald Trump can do. And finally... Um, Okay, if I'm to take these postulates at face value, people protesting can cause the U.S. government to be destroyed. Does that mean that we live in a state of anarchy de facto? Um, I I mean, what am I supposed to glean from that? You know, um, what I saw on January 6th was people protesting. I've seen it many times before it's the same thing that happened in Seattle in 99. It's, 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 it was a little more intense probably in terms of the emotional energy than occupy wall street. It's something that happened again, you know, on a weekly basis at the height of the Vietnam war. Um, You know, like what exactly has Trump done? Like nobody can point to that. You, you know, it like, the... there always be a COVID like people hysterically running around like, we're all going to die. Like what's exactly underway? I'd ask people like, is uh, are, are people god forbid to p. are has your family died? Have friends of yours died? Do people do people you know are they are they on their deathbed? You know, no, what are, what are we talking about then? It's like you know, Trump is evil, he's the worst person who ever lived. He he raped this woman, he he's destroying a democracy. What is he doing exactly? I mean, was Reagan destroying a democracy when he when when he when he went by Congress's back to arm the Contras? I mean, I'm not saying that was good or bad. I'm I'm genuinely asking because I don't understand what I'm supposed to glean from these things. Like these statements on their face don't make sense. Or at least they're incomplete statements because they don't mean anything unless some sort of subsequent information is proffered so that they do make sense. I'm not being obtuse. I'm being entirely honest here. Like I ask these questions of people all the time, you know, like regular people as well as people in some role of authority, and it met with sputtering rage, like I'm talking to a little kid or something, or like a mentally ill person. I think be-
1: in, in, in a, in a, if, if January 6th happened in a vacuum, and it hadn't come after post summer of Floyd, where we saw all the riots and burning down cities, then the image of people invading the Capitol building could have been more effective, in terms of like, oh shit, this is amazing, it's a, this is a major moment. But we just went through the summer of Floyd, where we saw major cities being burnt down, so 100%, by the time it's also, January 6th rolled, it was like, what, no fires? Like, not even a, a not no fireworks? Like
4: Those guys who invaded the, quote, invaded the Capitol, I, I saw one of them, like, mooning some statue. Some guy was waving the bloodstained banner, which is fine. The bloodstained banner is near and dear to my heart. Some other guy was, like, taking selfies of himself, giving the finger. Like, like again, this amounts to a fraternity prank. Probably a little more serious because you're talking about vandalism of public property, but, but like, where do these what universe do these people live in? You know, where unarmed men acting kind of rowdy and foolish and breaking property is uh, literally an attempt to destroy the U.S. government. You know, I mean, is that the Soviet Union couldn't destroy the U.S. government with the world's most mighty military apparatus, but guys dropping their drawers in the Capitol can destroy the government? And I, <laughs> of course. I, I I honestly don't understand. I don't understand.
2: Well, it's all facade. Listen, I got to jump in here. I'm really sorry to do this. I, no, no, no. I'd I, rather ruin the show now than have it be bad. As soon as we went live, I got a really bad white noise on my end. Jason uh, says he can't hear anything, but I too. I, I just listened. Turned out the
1: rumble. Rumble. Ch- rumble. Chats telling you saying there's this. The audio sounds sounds good.
2: So, but I I, I can hear when I. Turn it up on my phone here. I don't know. It's like really loud white noise. And it can't be just me. I don't know. If people aren't picking it up. you hear the white noise? On my end, Jason says he can't hear anything, but I I just turned out the
1: rumble. Rumble chat's telling you, saying the audio sounds good. So, but I can hear it.
2: I don't, I'm listening to the rumble feed. I can't, I, can't, I, can't, I, don't, hear it, so I don't hear it. So, I don't know. How am I getting situation? white noise in my headphone and on the Rumble? Okay, anyone in the chat, if it's bad, let us know. Yeah, please let me know
6: because I I just replugged all my cables. because some. Is it me? It's, it's gone. gone. Okay, I just fiddled with my stuff, so it might ah. have been me. Blame um, the Cuban. Always the <laughs> freaking Cuban. All right, now so now, swimming, now, across, now that,
1: swimming across the channel with your like
2: freaking. I think the person who messaged me before messaged me again. Let show. me know if it sounds good on your end. It sounds good here now. So okay lb See, go. all i needed to do was speak right. and everything got better let's see like, if we can put just this waiting show back for the in voice here. of lb
6: <laughs> what what i what anderson cooper does there right and yeah he is american royalty right vanderbilt all that kind of stuff is he's he, he signals something that i've noticed uh other other influential media people in the corporate press and government officials doing well which is they are built they build the They build the emotional they build the emotional case for why you have to continue to hate everybody who supports Trump or marginally likes Trump or basically disagrees with anything that's a progressive talking point. And then at the end, they signal to the general liberal ethos. Right. And he did that constantly throughout that. He's like, these people are your neighbors. All these evil people, all these nasty thugs that destroyed our democracy. and your neighbors. They're your family, they're they're your, your family, your family members. members. Yeah, yeah something... they're your family members. They're people who go to church. All of these things and symbols. And at the end, right? But we have to be able to listen to these sorts of people because there still needs to be this appeal towards a, previ- a prior generation's idea towards like, well, all sides should be listened to in, in, some, in some respect. I mean, I think... In general, one other point I thought would be useful kind of knocking out the bat at the beginning of this conversation is it's all well and good to point out the spectacle. I think we'll come back to the spectacle of Trump, the spectacle of the media circus that is modern American politics. But it's not sufficient. It's not sufficient to point out that, hey, CNN had Trump on because they knew it was going to be great ratings. Yeah, dude, those that's the game. So we're not we're not here to we're not we're here to maybe point where the errors are in the game or where, where, where things can be different. But just simply pointing out the game is being played it, to me isn't enough to like actually make a make a point that's worth having. Right. I think this, if, if you're this in this not, space,
1: this is not a Timcast level of analysis here. We're trying to get we're trying to go a few layers deeper.
6: Yeah, right. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, the Bud Light thing is all good press. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. I I, I know marketing one on one. It's all publicity. It's all it's all rhetoric. That's just the time we live in. So, you know, reexamining our priors about Trump and, you know, and, 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 and the connection point to an outlet like CNN can't be overstated because we know that they oh, we know that they purposefully amplified him in 2016. He's a monster of the media's creation. Right. That is a good that is a good starting point for the phenomenon that is Trump. Pete, what do you have to say about that? If anything.
1: You're, muted. Muted. you're still muted, bud.
5: I'm an asshole. Um, l- let's move on. <laughs> I- I'm a real professional, guys. <laughs> Doing this a long time.
2: Uh, um, I mean,
1: but, <laughs> as long as you're engaged in the stream, man, it's, it's
2: just, <laughs> like, we're just
1: happy to have you here. Um, no, okay, okay. So here's here's the thing that that I sorry, Mark. Do you want to throw in something quickly on that or
2: no? Go ahead. I was just gonna. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Uh, one of the things that became really apparent to me—it's one of those things I knew going into preparation for this show—but it, it kind of solidified as I was uh, doing research, listening to um, uh, listening to Ryan's and uh, and yours, uh, Pete and Thomas's uh, series. Um, sorry, Pete and Thomas, you did the series on, on the Cold War, and one of the, one of the things that really started solidify, solidify my mind especially at the end was that the sort of almost the, the war between the elites at the time at the end of the Soviet Union, between the George W. Bush George, uh, sorry George uh, H. Bush faction and the neocons and how they and how what they envisioned Russia to be. And I almost feel like to start the Trump story and to get to the bottom of where Trump's reliant, who Trump is and what he is as an entity, not as a human being, um, you kind of almost have to start there. We could just, we can go further back, but I think let's say the end of the Cold War will be an interest will be a, a handy uh, place to start because I think that's where you start to see obvious factions begin to develop uh, and and also I'm going to toss this both both back to you and Pete uh, to, to to Thomas and Pete uh, for this, but um, talk to us about uh, yeah, sort of that division line between the George H the the the, the George Bush Senior, and the Cheney or neocon side, end of the Cold War, uh, and what those factions begin to look like. Because I think going forward, we start to see that split, and that split is 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 distinct in 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 the political conversation we're about, we're about to get into.
4: God Thomas, I mean that's that's. That's a different phenomenon than what we're talking about. If you just want to talk about Trump and what he represents within the electoral paradigm and within the media narrative and and contra the deep state. It's related in some ways, but the degree to which foreign policy considerations touch and concern Trump is uh is, is somewhat secondary. A lot of a lot of a lot of people support Trump who do support him, like on grounds of those considerations. But that's not a primary um, raison d'etre for his ascendancy. Um, if you want to, if, if you want me to kind of okay, expl- let me, let, let,
1: me, let me put let me put it this way. It's pretty obvious to me that that. Okay, so here's a narrative. Here's here's a, here's a narrative selection we can go with. Right, uh, Donald Trump was not supposed to win. Hillary was supposed to win in in 2016. Uh, we kind of know that because because the, uh, the Ukrainian Russia war was was really slotted to kick off in 2017, and because Trump won, they had to put the they had to put that on the back burner at least no, that's formally. Tr- I mean, and, right? and so,
4: yeah, I, I agree with that. But I mean, in some um, can... America has been on a war footing with Russia since 1999. So I mean, it's. Well, um, we, we probably,
1: yeah, sure. That but,
4: is true. That, I, I understand. I understand. Okay. So, um, so,
1: so obviously, so we can go with the idea that, that Trump just beat Hillary and like wizzle wazzle uh, uh, chaos but... system ensures, uh, or we can, we can assume that there, there is probably people behind. the I, I can't let go of the idea that whoever is on that podium at the, at the, at the voting, like the, who is whoever the two top picks are, have power behind them. I don't believe that you get there just because I mean, Hillary just wants to promote... Well, why world.
2: don't we simplify that and say, okay, is, is Trump acting alone just the, the guy the media paints him to be, the blowhard who wants attention? No. Or is he a front no, he's for not. a powerful group that might be at war with other powerful groups?
4: It's 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 both and neither, okay? Something you got to understand, and this might be difficult to discern for people outside of America, like physically, the fact that any of these media elites... We're saying that hillary clinton was a viable candidate in 2016 that's literally delusional like this one was the most hated political figure of her generation like people in milwaukee who went for bernie like went for trump over hillary because they hate hillary clinton that much okay so you're talking about some kind of breakdown within uh the deep state's ability to kind of select for executive office like who they want okay like why that broke down is somewhat complicated and somewhat opaque. Um, That's a different matter than, you know, the split between um, the, 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 the neocon element who, you know, wanted to slate basically all these enemies, all these, who wanted to slate for annihilation, all these, you know, foreign societies they identified as the enemies of Judea, as well as like the vestigial kind of like, you know, Anglo-Protestant elite types like Cheney who are kind of like along for the ride, but also like getting rich off of the enterprise. Um, Those guys are kind of getting their way no matter what. Um, They don't really care who's in the White House. Like, for example, like Robert Gates was the actual president for about 12 years. Okay? Like, um, that's why, if you'll notice, it's very telling in that photo of um, the live feed from those SOCOM types when they killed um, bin Laden. Okay, you got Hillary Clinton like looking out of it with her hand over her mouth. You got Barack Obama sitting on the floor, like pouting, looking like some little kid who's like, you know, bored with this, the lesson at school. You got Robert Gates sitting in the middle of everybody, literally, arms crossed, looking intently at the screen. Like anybody just looking at that picture would be like, that guy's the president. Okay. Why? Um... The, the real question here is like why the deep state like went utterly berserk and kind of exhibited senility it's like literally like insane senility over the ascendancy of trump the reason why they did that is the same reason they did over nixon like it's not because like i mean nixon was a great man and trump is not but nixon wasn't this like right-wing figure or like this you know this the, this this kind of uh this kind of more polished version of george wallace you know he was basically a Rockefeller Republican. Who was a hawk on the Cold War, owing to a discreet geostrategic vision he had on how it could be won. However, what the deep state also realized in those days was that, thank you, you've got to um you've got to be able to um you've you've got to be you've you've got to be able to finesse that tendency in order to diffuse it. And that's why they that that's why Reagan was essentially like um one of the reasons Reagan was the great communicator. It's not just because, you know, he had this kind of across the aisle appeal. Um and, and could build a unique coalition around that. It's also because he, um, it, it's also because, you know, the opposition basically tolerated them. Okay. There was, there was, there was about a third of the electorate that absolutely hated him, you know, and there was some bad blood there, but it never would have occurred to anybody to, to proceed against Reagan. Like, like, like this, the regime has, like the deep state has against Trump or like they did this, against Nixon. This, and this, if people don't believe me, look yes. at I Contra, um, I like I, I've got a lot of sympathy for Ali North and company, but what they did was incredibly illegal. Okay, like the fact that um, the fact that after some token indictments of uh, of North and um, Poindexter and a few other minor players, um, the, the, the deep state just kind of let it go. Like tells you everything you need to know. Okay, um, which uh, I'll just make one more point, and then I'll, I'll shut up. But. <laughs> the point i was making about um about precious miss anderson and uh it's kind of shrill <laughs> polemic not only i mean his word choice was bizarre and he but it's also you can't go around saying that after you rig if after you abolish electoral procedure to literally prevent a man from ascending to office based on a popular vote you can't turn around and say he's trying to ruin our democracy okay. it's like you can't declare that you're a bad person if you don't support a strategically pointless bloodbath in Ukraine that was totally avoidable. Like you, you just you just you can't do that and be taken seriously anymore. You know you just can't. Okay. Um, and the American government never was particularly was particularly good at finessing these kinds of things after about the 1970s. But it wasn't patently moronic. You know I mean, and they're rapidly losing a leg to stand on with this bullshit. People are tired of it. Even people who have contempt for Trump. That's all I got. Well, I, I
1: want to kick it sorry, over to Pete. Uh, no, no, hey, Thomas, is, we invited you on the show to talk, so we want you to talk. They are, <laughs> I want to, I want I know Pete. Is, Pete has a hard out. I don't know if everyone else does. We we can go as long as we as, as the conversation goes. I just want to make sure we get Pete's uh, input here before he has to get out of here. Oh, no, so, I realize
4: he was on a time limit. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. So Pete, uh, initial thoughts on on that, and and maybe we can we can dig into more of the idea of of you know team we can we say team lucifer team what was it uh mark team lucifer team
2: oh it was the uh, the, the, the luciferians versus the malachians i mean if that, sure, that sounds or, that sounds a little very abstract but i forget who i heard that was breaking it down but if you look at it sort of as um very esoteric but sort of figure out if, if you're going to go down that conspiracy <laughs> angle of like these this is a spiritual war and these are people that are are at least have a spirit behind what it is that they're pursuing. You sort of have the different groups and on the the Hillary deep state camp, you have your child sacrificing, blood drinking satanists. And then in the Trump Elon camp, you have your sort of humanists who like capitalism, they like success, and they like human flourishing as long as they can get rich too. And and these they're sort of the lesser of two evils. They're not the most high, they're not your, you know, it's not a Christian nationalist, but it's it's a generally successful vision for the world of 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 peace and prosperity. And listen, how correct that is, I don't know. But it, it's it's a it's an analysis that maps onto reality somewhat accurately. So I, I kind of it's like a, it's it. A, it's it's a
1: distinction. It's, it's basically friend or fed. Uh, it's useful when it's useful. It's not when it's not. Pete, ideas thoughts.
5: I wanted to go back to Trump's basically origin i want to go pre-1990 um you know growing up in new york city i mean i probably knew heard the name trump for the first time in like 1979 or 1980 and it was clear that he was a player on the scene he always was always out um getting his picture taken but he was a real estate guy back then and Mm -hmm. like before we started talking we were talking about you know the mob the italian mafia, and. When all those RICO indictments and everything started coming out in the 80s, Trump – the focus re- over through the 80s of Trump was he would talk about real estate all the time. And all of a sudden, right around 90, when pretty much I'm assuming a lot of his contacts were either threatened or put away, he you see this – gradual transformation into from Donald Trump, the real estate guy to Donald Trump, the brand.
4: And he had the media guy.
5: Yeah. And he's on, you see him, he does uh, Oprah. He does Donahue. He's doing um all these daytime TV shows. He's out there selling. Then he starts selling his book and everything. And pretty much, I would say probably by like 93 or 94, I knew that Trump was probably going to run for president one day. He made it clear in in interviews that he he would talk about it all the time. He would talk about how the uh, the country needs to be run like a business if we're going to protect people, if we're going to protect countries overseas. You know, he, he was talking about NATO. He's he like, went to Moscow
4: should, too during that time. Yeah. yeah,
5: they should pay us for it. I mean, I mean, it was it, it was pretty obvious, and then. It seems like, you know, they had talked about him running in, I think it was 96 and in 2000. uh, You had the Rage Against the Machine um, video that had like a Trump Trump for president sign in it back then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, (laughs) and then and then it seemed like he just after after 9-11, he just dropped out, got offered this, uh, got offered a TV deal. And everything. And then he becomes basically the most famous man in the world at that point. I mean, on um, that TV show, people forget how incredibly popular that TV show was. And I just think it's very interesting watching how he went from real estate magnet. And then when he I'm very I'm I'm really convinced that he a lot of what he was able to do as, as a real estate man was because of the mob that he was he was friends with that. He he just knew how to play every angle that needs to be played if you were going to be a real estate guy in New York City. And when those people just started getting thrown into jail and when they had to basically stop doing what they were doing and and go go more into the background, it was just interesting to see how he basically changed and um he's always been that kind of slick guy. Even then he was he always wanted to be in the spotlight. And what bigger and then come into the come into the 2010s. What bigger spotlight is there than to run for president of the United States? I mean this yeah. is this guy has about been about ego from the very beginning, from the very first time when I was a kid and I saw him on local TV in New York. And um yeah, I mean, it, it, when he said he was running for president, it would just wasn't a shock to me as somebody who had already been following him for almost thirty years. Before, up at that point, to
2: that point, yeah. well, hadn't he been projecting it for a while too? I mean, I know yeah. he had sort of thrown he around the idea of running, right? Yeah. He said well, it even, in the nineties, before
4: it's, it's, even before he went to Moscow in nineteen eighty-eight. He was corresponding oh. with Nixon. He was corresponding with Nixon in the mid-eighties. I also wanted to add too. Um, Trump, uh, Trump got uh, Mike Tyson and Don King to sign an exclusive contract only to defend, um, only to dis- only to defend um, fractions of the undisputed title in Atlantic City and Trump casinos. That's nothing short of amazing. And like this, so Trump's just, if, if Trumps, if Trumps, supposedly, this just this, like to Pete's point, if Trumps, supposedly, like this dumbass or just like this like sleazy white dude, like you really, um, Don King was literally a killer. Like he uh-huh. he 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 dropped bodies for the Cincinnati outfit or whatever it's whatever whatever they call it there. You know, and it's like you tell me Trump can you tell me like Mike Tyson didn't have people promising him the world if he'd, you know, sign an exclusivity contract to defend, you know, any of the three pieces of the undisputed title like in their freaking casinos, like Trump got it done. I mean, this is not accidental. And Trump's not a stupid guy. Like, I mean you can say he's crass or he's like a bad person, but you know, the um not, his sentence is not accidental, and the Democrats are the ones who elected him, Man, like if you you um short short of like a short of like a convicted child molester, like who couldn't defeat Hillary Clinton in a general? Like this idea that like it's it, it's this, there's something comical about. I mean, like it's it, it was impossible for Trump not to succeed considering what his enemies were doing, you know. And like and like I said, it's not polemic. I don't have a whole hell of a lot invested in. The electoral charade. I simply don't care that much. It, I'm telling you objectively. If you thought Hillary Clinton was a viable candidate, you were delusional. You know, like you, you just okay. But,
1: but let's let's dig into that. Okay. So how much of this is is a charade? Because on one, it, it, I'm, what I'm hoping to get one of the one of the hopes for the, from the stream is to, if nothing else, to kind of get the narratives into something that's operative for us, not for everyone else, just for us. Um, because I feel like there's a lot of competing narratives surrounding Donald Trump and this idea like is that is the vote was the vote before 2016 ever legitimate are they always just instilling candidates is it just an a B choice and it doesn't matter because whoever gets in is going be is going to be part of the regime and that's why uh, Donald Trump was his dark horse or is you know D- D- Donald Trump simply part of the regime uh, in terms of they were they were picking the most. A chaotic element to throw in there, so they can get things like COVID through. They could get all these other things through, uh, you know, with a basically a, a WMD ca- sort of candidate. Um, it, I feel like there's there's that synergy that's missing in in the, let's say the dissident right narrative that we, we if we can't agree on 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 those on on that reality, we can't agree on anything, and it makes understanding that sort of factional di- divide with Trump, which I, I do, I, I personally see it everywhere, that, you know, one of the biggest things that D- Donald, D- Donald Trump did in his presidency is start taking out child, uh, 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 pedophile child traffickers. Yeah. Uh, you know, Epstein was just the, the front man for a huge other thing that he started taking out from everyone from, uh, where's my notes? Um, any, everyone from Brunel, uh which who died in uh, in a prison in France uh Wexner finally got got named like you just go down a list of all these people who started getting targeted and that's i don't know if that's because of Trump but that happened during Trump and you know we certainly that's an attack against a, an opposing faction which i which gets you know uh you you look at Epstein it's you look more, at uh, yeah it, it's more okay.
4: it's more simple than you guys are making it though. Like again, if you want to understand if you want to understand the war on Trump, you've got to understand the war on Nixon. It's you mobilize the silent majority. Um, if they decide that you're their man, you've got 70 million like white Christian people angry at the government mobilized around this one polarizing figure, this the state utterly loses its mind. Okay. And they do everything in their power, uh, legal, illegal, and everything else at their disposal. To destroy the man who represents that uh, focal point, like that's all it is. So that's sorry, Thomas, is.
2: but What's their motivation for that? Why why are they going after him just because of who he represents, or is why, there something more why, threatening there?
4: Why isn't the Why does the deep state not want seventy million angry right wing white people? Really?
6: Well, like, well, but it's not a matter. They've already of, got it's them. It's, I was like, gonna like say mobile, it's not a matter of what, what do like they want. It what we, what we, are we, they
2: scared we, that he will do on their behalf? Hang on, we, we do have. That's, we do that. just, just, just,
4: that's an open-ended question, isn't it? Like, it's not clear what they'll do. What uh, what happens? What happens when? What happens when the deep state loses, like, genuinely loses its legitimacy? You know, like that's an open-ended question. You know, I mean, you can say you you can say like, but you know, no, you know that that that's 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 an obtuse that's obtuse them to think that way because. You know, obviously, you know this is America, and 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 you know, and everybody respects the right of their fellow man, like regardless of what his politics may be. But all I can tell you is, like, look what they did to Nixon, and look what is underway right now. Like, it, it, that, like, what that, that Anderson Cooper bit was literally insane. Um, and uh, you got to look like at the presidency too. The U.S. president is not a prime minister. You know, basically like his role is uh, his accountability is directly to the American people. He's the he's the he's a single. He's the sole nationally elected representative, like ideally or like according to the, letter of the Constitution, you know, his role is that of kind of the instantation of like American sovereignty. You know, if you have a man who can take to the who has the who has the gumption, the opportunity and, you know, kind of the will and recklessness to take his cause to 70 million people and say, you know, the deep state is not abiding letter of the law. They're refusing to execute my orders as president of the United States. You know, like they are the ones who are in error, not I. What are we going to do to correct this? I mean, you, you you've got you've got a problem like yeah. they have a problem. I so, mean, that's But I don't
6: but I don't think it, I, And maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I don't I don't I think it's I, I when when it comes to Trump, I see it more as a call and response and to see what the crowd likes. So it's not the case that Trump had some secret design or plan. And again, feel free to prove me wrong that he had some secret design and plan to dismantle the deep state. It was that when he started talking about these sorts of things, there were a lot of people disaffected by the war on terror, disaffected by the change that started happening in 2014, where you started talking about ideas like BLM and the idea of, um, you know, you know of white privilege and political correctness in the 90s, blah, 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 blah. I, 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 it's more that 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 sentiment existed in the population and he took advantage of it again i don't i don't personally i don't see the i see him as just yeah, somebody like pete was talking about who's trying to reach the highest level of stardom and prestige and power that he can that, that he can see and this was just a path to it and to the point i want to jump back to the hillary clinton thing and then and then we can and then we can circle around a little bit but you know who who did think hillary clinton was going to be a president was the right choice for a president college educated urban elites those were the people who wanted Hillary Clinton, who loved Hillary Clinton, who who put the bumper sticker on their Priuses and all those sorts I of thought things. It, I, I thought you
0: mispronounced a- elitist.
4: But what do you want and what's
6: and let's, what's let's Dawson, welcome you know, uh, Mr. I, Dawson. Yeah, welcome to the, to the right. show. Hey,
0: well, here. Welcome. Mr. Yeah, I have to disagree. Like coming. Trump, Trump is a star chaser and a narcissist. But if you look at it, like he was against the Iraq War before he was all televised and getting attention for it. His principles were pretty consistent on the anti-war front which was his There's biggest two. plus like like as reed coverdale said vote for me i'm the funniest and i might stop world war three and that's how far <laughs> we are in our own end zone that we're like yeah this is the best guy because look at the rest of them
6: no that's a fair point yeah for sure pete any uh, and he, he was
0: against immigration the whole time he was against some of the things from the federal reserve he used to speak about it on cnbc and stuff long before he was president so he wasn't just putting it out there and seeing what the crowd reacts to like he is the crowd. He's just like he told Epstein, "I'm white trash with money."
2: Yeah. Well, look at the way he was going after like the Central Park Five, certain things like that, when it was not popular right. at all. So he there there are elements to him that haven't changed, but he is also a chameleon. Like Pete was saying, when he when he switched from uh, the mobbed up developer, which you basically have to be mobbed up to deve- be a developer anywhere, at least That's that New I've York, ever yeah. been, and then yeah. when he saw that 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 they were going down. He changed his business model to a licensing deal i was like this is i don't have to build the buildings i can just sell my name and put my my effort into being famous and, and 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 license it and then he went from that to tv i mean the very the guy's fluid and he's able to transition to where the opening is and go after it and i think he was watching politics for a long time with those sort of base instincts of kind of being on to the narrative like knowing the media is full of shit knowing they're pushing stuff that's anti that those that group that you were mentioning thomas those 70 million white christians who i think he does have an authentic heart for and and kind of that like that's my main question anyways i'd love to hear your thoughts on it does trump care about the american heartland or is this just the trump show
4: I mean, in some Pete, basic Pete, sense. On, yeah. wait,
5: sorry,
1: sorry, Thomas. Let's, let's kick this to PT. Do you, do, you, do you still be hard out at eight, or are we keeping you around for a bit longer?
5: Yeah, I got. I got to get out of here at eight. Um, okay, can so can I? So, uh, why don't you respond to that? Yeah, um, well, to, does he? He appears to. Um, I don't know how great an actor he is, but when you see him go to like, he goes to Pennsylvania when Biden doesn't,
3: right. and
5: you see him interacting with. Uh, with kids when the um, when he went down for it to Houston after when the flood happened and he went down there with Melania and you watch him interact with normal people and I, I just look at people's eyes when they do that and he doesn't seem to it doesn't look like he's acting. I mean, I don't think he's going to go out of his way to go hang out with some people at a burger joint, you know, in friggin' Lake Jackson, Texas or something like that. But when he does interact with those people, he is one of them. And I don't think that that is acting. I think that that is just um, something that he like, authentically that, enjoys that's in him.
0: Yeah. He did a stunt in WWE or WWF at the time. He didn't need the money. He actually enjoys it. Like he loves yeah, people.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> and he like wants
2: to be
1: just just guy. point just 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 as video proof. This is Trump sharing pizza. I believe this is after a, a rally. Remember him just
5: he's shooting the, the paper towel rolls and everything like that? Yeah. I mean that's freaking yeah. just...
0: Wow, he did it. So in a pizza commercial of the '80s, he ate it from the other end, right, to oh, yeah. show the stuffed right. crust. Do you remember that? And he oh, actually right. ate that backwards. <laughs> so he really does eat it like that.
5: <laughs> but I mean, he's—he was shooting the paper towel rolls at that thing too. I mean, he just seems like he's wants to have fun wherever he goes, and you know, he has his serious moments. And I mean, I would really have liked to been a fly on the wall those first. I would say 50 days he was in the White House and he was getting together with all the advisors and they were um, looking at getting rid of some regulations and putting some regulations in and signing, signing the executive orders and everything. I'd have loved to have been a fly on the wall to see what how just how much interaction he had with that. But you know, a lot of the people that he he got together to do that right in the beginning were competent people. Problem with Trump is he just friggin' fires people and gets rid of people so willy nilly sometimes that, you know, you know, my question is, and yeah, I mean, this is just what would have happened if he just never got rid of Bannon? I mean, mm-hmm. what would that presidency have looked like? And I know that a lot of the people that I know who are like conspiracy theory people, people who are like, I don't have a political ideology. My I, you know, I operate that everything is a conspiracy and I go from there. Um, I mean, imagine the kind of, um, back, how they would have had to construct all of that in order for Trump to be like brought in as like some kind of, um, brought in on purpose to, to do all of this where you've heard, oh, well, they couldn't get away with doing, um if it would have been hillary clinton and the vaccines no one would have uh it, there would have been all this pushback but because it was trump and everything like that mm-hmm. i don't know man the the american people are pliable um i think 2020 proved that um i think anyone who appears as an authority figure eh, they just you know bow down to but um as far as trump goes he's i mean i see him as I see him as genuine as a person. I mean, I just don't know how great of a um how great of a leader he could have ever been if even if he didn't come up against, you know, Russia being a Russians agent, the whole Ukraine thing. Um, but it would have been interesting to find out.
1: Pete, uh, I know you gotta get out of here. Always a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for coming on the street. All right, thanks.
5: Take care, guys. Do your,
1: no, hang wait, 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 do do your, do your do your thing pitch picture yeah, so show.
5: Pete Quiniano's show. Tune in on Monday because um I think people are going to want to hear the episode that Thomas and I are going to drop. That one's going to be the mon- this Monday's episode will be the start of the Spanish Civil War series. And um check out Substack, Pete Substack Thank you, Pete. All right, thanks, guys. Take care. There's- Talk to you later.
2: See you, Pete. Yeah. Yeah, So if I can sort of jump in there, I mean, I guess that kind of, that brings up my question because I think, I don't think there's much of a question about Trump's authentic affection for the, the, whatever, the moral majority, whatever you want to call them um, Americana. But then the question is like, if you look at where he like, okay, perfect example, we were watching the, the, the CNN town hall slash debate. And it reminded me of 2016 Trump, and I was like, I would be, I would love to get that guy in office, and that was kind of my disappointment. If he could govern like he campaigns, again, this you can say that about every politician. But if I could have the Trump, the campaigner, in office, maybe it's a possibility in a second term, or he's just going to go scorched earth. But is that is that in, is it a front, or was the deep state actually capable? The deep state, the Democrats, the media, everybody that sort of bombarded him with all the bullshit. Why didn't he just? Govern like the reputation he'd built for himself through his campaigning and the TV shows and things because before that. He
4: wasn't, he wasn't capable of it, owing to a lack of will, um, which most men don't have. Um, George H.W. Bush, we were talking about him before he went live. Whatever anybody thinks of him and his character and his politics, he did have the will to rule as a president. That's why I made the point um, during the L.A. riots, uh, Bush declared a state of emergency and he deployed the U.S. Marine infantry. Mm -hmm. Okay, which is exactly what Trump should have done um, during the BLM riots. Trump did have certain disadvantages. If you literally are surrounded um, by people uh, under the Joint Chiefs who claim they don't have to obey the president's orders, you know, when you've got clowns in Silicon Valley declaring that they can censor the president's ability to communicate with the American people. Like, Trump should have... Uh, if, you, if you literally refuse to obey the president and you're in uniform, that's insubordination, if you brought up on courts-martial charges, okay, what Eisenhower would have done if some news agency said, you know, we're going to censor President Eisenhower, he would have had them arrested, Okay. Now, like when I tell people that, they say, like, oh, but well, that would be crazy. It's like, really, man? Like Silicon Valley and Twitter gets to decide like who the president communicates with. Like some, you know, some some one star at the Pentagon, he gets to decide like if he if he's gonna obey the president's orders or not. Like what's crazy is people acting like the president sees some ceremonial office, and if you don't like the president, you know, it's it's kind of conditional as to whether or not you're bound by executive orders. Right, and right. in order for things to change, Trump would have had to do what Reagan succeeded at and what Nixon tried to do. He'd really have to have a coterie already insinuated um, in pos- in key positions of executive authority that would make sure that, you know, orders Trump's were orders followed. were executed no matter yeah. what. And That's um, it. Like,
2: is it a failure of the whole of government if you don't have people in place to execute what you need to be executed in order to get your vision across right if you say well, when you go have, and they're like, can we do imagine
0: you? what the media would have done though if he'd sent troops into blm what worse the than whole what they press did? would have acted like he was a hitler and he a was already hitler in the ss but, yeah, yeah, yeah but it would have gone up to a million was degrees wasn't the fascist he wasn't hitler that's the problem yeah. the,
4: <laughs> the media can be as hysterical as it wants like when um when orville farbus said that you know there's no damn way that, you know, Arkansas schools are going to be integrated. I don't think this was a good move, but Eisenhower said, oh, really? And he sent the U.S. Army. He said, they're going to be integrated. i have you shot. I yeah. mean, you're the president, man. It's not what, what's what, what's CNN going to think. I mean, you're the president. Well, Eisenhower
0: is pre-death of Kennedy, and so the media wasn't run by a cabal at that point.
6: Well, but and I think yeah, the the role of the media is or can't be understated in that license for the dissent for for the, for the dissent against Trump within the chain of command of the military, which uh, Thomas, as you point out, is precisely something that should not be broken in any kind of stable country or even no. in the the way the the Silicon Valley and the way the Silicon Valley types would react to it. The reality is, and this is something I think, as more and more people have exited the you know the the corporate press uh, ecosystem and this is one of the reasons why when we listen to something like anderson Cooper, what anderson cooper said with the clip that we started the show with is like what's what's this guy even saying this sounds stupid well because that's not for people who have exited the ecosystem it's for the people who are still within the ecosystem, and that still accounts for millions of people who think that there is a two-party system and who think that there, that there is law and order and that the Constitution provides a backstop against a guard of tyranny and all these sorts of things. And where, where, where what, what was interesting was precisely to see how small people in, in individual roles could disrupt something as serious as the President of the United States sending out a message to the people vis-a-vis Twitter. Right. You know, and, and you saw that's like, oh, well, we decided we're actually more than him. We could well, get yeah, into the psychological reasons for that. Yeah.
4: It's absurd. People act like, you know, oh, the president can't the president can't exercise expressly delegated powers under Article two because like people will get mad or like, you know, the media would say he's a racist. Well, I mean, the fact that we've been having this conversation and people approach it in those terms on both sides of the aisle I mean it tells you that America is like not a, a serious country it's like that that's third world kind of stuff you know it um where uh you know where you've got like a president where sometimes he's viewed as you know the sovereign authority um under the written constitution that he's purported to be like other times he's just kind of like this figurehead other times there's nothing at all it kind of depends on the mood of the press and you know some plutocrats who you know decide like what what the tenor of content is going to be in the press I mean that's not that's not the way first world countries function. You know, and it oh. um isn't it though?
0: Tr- like they yeah. ignored his orders in Syria, right? He told them to well, yeah. get the troops out and they just lied to him about the numbers. Yeah. Right? They sabotaged Michael Flynn before Trump was even officially in office, right? Like they went after him. great
6: to see in his administration. Yeah,
0: not just Bannon, I, I but I Flynn, gloated, like and gloated about it after
6: the fact. I mean, that's, what that's Trump
0: it's his DIA report that showed that Hillary and Kerry were Supporting the Salafist principality in Syria, essentially supporting ISIS.
4: Yeah, right, that would have been huge. Hundred percent.
0: Well, we all of us know that, but they, most people don't. They just think, oh well, um, maybe there's some covert funding for him, kind of like the Contras in Iran, Contra or something. No, it's that whole thing was astroturf, mm-hmm. and the whole yeah. thing's for Zionist interests.
4: No, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. I mean, what Trump should have done. I mean, I take your point that I mean, I'm the first to admit Trump had profound disadvantages you know, um, it, uh, what's Game the meaning of, of the
2: bell? Ding, ding. Somebody brought a bell. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, like you say the one good thing about Trump is it did, you know, sort of illustrate that the president it, gets it to seems be the like president when the people who run the country let him.
0: His, when he was a lame duck, when he, when, you know, when Netanyahu called Biden, the first head of state to call Biden, it was, you know, it's the whole frog and the scorpion story. Why'd you That's style, like, you think way, he's going to do you dope. Uh, when that happened, though, you saw like he fired Bolton. He fired. He fired a bunch of neocons. He brought in Doug McGregor. Like he started doing what he should have done the first day, right? So I feel like if he gets a second shot, he's realized these people hate you, and they'll never. It doesn't matter how much you give them. All they're going to give you in return is more demands. And right. you know he was looking at it. He's like, I had gas prices down. I had this. I, and you guys have ruined everything. And so. I don't know. He needs to bring in better people. No more Boltons, you know, no Haley's, none of that. Uh, If he keeps continues to surround himself with neocons, every time he ever did anything right is when he didn't listen to anyone else. Right. All his advice, all the little weasels and snakes in his ears were giving him bad advice, bad advice. And I think he's realizing now like, yeah, these, the hell are these people. He had a pretty good admin his last like month in (laughs) in office or 20 days, whatever it was
4: well it's also one of the things it wasn't i'll just let me insinuate real quick you know nixon say whatever you want about you know he opened himself up to the gross exposure and liability by having guys like g gordon Liddy and the white house plumbers around him nixon was at least realistic that there was not going to be any kind of friendly coalition building like to you know our friend's point here that you know these people weren't operating on some good faith basis where you know it's like, well, let you know, let's do just do a little horse trading, and you know, you're going to make some concessions to us on key policy issues, you know, and and we'll we'll kind of give way and and let the executive do his job. Like there, they, not only was that not the case, they were they were they were looking for an opportunity. The the sole impetus for their presence in the Nixon White House was to find to discover an opportunity to bring down that presidency, and that's exactly what was the case with Trump. Um, you know, it. Uh, People so uh, Trump now if Trump took his case in the American people and said what we what we said just now what, would that get him his way in policy circles? No, but I mean somebody needs to kind of somebody needs to stop like a biting convention in this way and pretend that there's some kind of like good faith, you know, um give and take underway that you know constitutes our system. That's all.
1: Here's a here's a clip uh, from Trump on Letterman. I think this is somewhere since we, we, we brought up his uh, his, his, his switch from uh, real estate mogul to potential political candidate. This is somewhere in the, in the early 90s. Um, but it's interesting to, to listen to this and just basically uh, see how the messaging really hasn't changed that much. You changed Japan to China, and his foreign policy or a lot of his talking points have stayed the same since, like, what, 1992, wherever this was?
4: And what about the uh, are, are people trying to
7: draft you to run for a president up in New Hampshire? Well, I guess a lot of people want to see this country. Uh, it's it's a shame what's happening. Japan, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, they're all. everybody's taking advantage of the United States. People know that if certain people are running a country that it won't happen. I mean, when you look at Japan not paying for the defense, we're defending Japan. We're losing billions and billions of dollars. We're fighting for AIDS help and for farmers and for this and that. And it's a shame and and the Japanese folks who I respect greatly, but they're not they're not treating us fairly they're really not treating us fairly kuwait saudi arabia they're not paying us anything for the services we're rendering and i think it's a disgrace and i think people look at certain people and maybe me if that if i were in a position this country believe me would not be Ripped off like it is, and it it is just being ripped off so badly by our so-called allies. Yeah.
4: So so that that's a pretty uh, uh,
7: strong statement. So now, are you I saying? I don't think that- it's strong. I think it's fair. And by the way, I have tremendous respect for the Japanese. I have trem- I do a lot of business with the Japanese, and they smile about it too. They know it. <laughs> The country is losing billions and billions of dollars to Japan, and we can't afford to lose. And it's a shame. It's but a so shame now, are you,
1: are you saying this by way of indicating that you could do it better and you do intend to run for president
7: at some no, point? No, I'm not going to run for president, but I, I think somebody. Now, could in, be... in eight years, if you came back, would you have a different answer? In four years. I tend to doubt back. it. I really tend to doubt years, it. But I, it. I just think that there are so many ways that this country can straighten itself out, and we're not going about those ways. Cutting yeah. farm aid is not the appropriate thing. Cutting help for the homeless and help for the poor yeah. and welfare certain things can be done that really will mean big dollars to this country and those things are not being done right now uh,
2: so can i jump in there because th- that brought a question to my mind is i remember it, there's that clip there's tons of clips I remember oprah the whole media was behind trump and saying why won't you run why won't you run it was the pro-america pro like i mentioned before success wealth everybody does good well um what is it about trump that that made them i guess thomas you had addressed this before is that he represents white christians the, the the bible belt the middle america why why can't why do why do his enemies see the success of the people trump is for as a threat to them why can't I mean, it, this be, is why huge, can it be for both
4: this is a huge topic okay you've got to, you've got to understand the 20th century okay You got to understand like the new deal regime onward and its disposition towards questions of race and, um, and, um, and the constitution, literally not, not the US constitution. I mean, like what constitutes the body politic and ultimately how that relates to a global vision of governance. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the revolt against that was really what became the Wallace coalition. Okay. Which became the, which became the Nixon coalition, which became the Reagan coalition, a uh, self-consciously white voting bloc that, again, constitutes tens of millions of people is not manageable, okay? It's not, um, especially when you consider that, again, for close to a century, um, the regime as it exists is, uh, has, been, has been really, a, a, you know, oriented towards a kind of social engineering that, that's entirely punitive, Okay not not just to, not just to, not just to white people i mean to everybody except for those who are kind of within its its favor like owing to you know um uh, owing to certain nuances of a ideology but also owing to just kind of like the identity of those who constitute the majority of its of its powerful um actors mm-hmm. but um even people who don't have a sophisticated view of of politics and um and historical um developments particularly like you know in the in, in in the historical moment they at some point they push back okay and they realize that they're being uniquely impacted by these hostile measures um that seem to be increasingly um you know in, increasingly out increasingly outlandish and increasingly tailored to impose direct and naked harm you know these things can't be rationalized anymore it's just the need to sacrifice certain you know, sociological preferences in order to combat, you know, the worst alternative, you know, of of communism or, you know, to in order to shore up America's image in the world so that, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not mired in, you know, constant bloodbaths like Vietnam because we need, because we need, we need to come to terms with, you know, the colored world where the majority of this planet. Okay. Um, that's, that's no longer an alibi because that doesn't reflect, you know, extant conditions anymore, but, uh, one thing that uh white nationalist types are right about um is that uh this regime is is, is nakedly anti-white mm-hmm. um it's anti it, it's against all like spontaneously occurring like uh precedented identities you know it, it's 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 anti it, it's, it's anti-faith it's it, it's grotesque okay it, it's it's objective is to is to is to render people to the status of of, of slaves um, in a very real capacity, you know, spiritual, physical. Let me and let me just jump
1: in there quickly, Thomas. I, I know David Gronowski, who has on a show before, has, has has made the distinction. He's like, it's actually a war on differentiation. So absolutely, every everything that is that that creates all sorts, of, yeah. in That's, a sense, borders, of of words, concepts, ideas. Whatever. Yes. That's the war. That's the more metaphysical, spiritual yes. war aspect of this.
4: Is that one hundred percent? And we've it's seen, not this, just, we saw it,
1: this happen in the Soviet Union.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And you know, you know why?
0: Um, what's that? You know why? Oh, and like as the Unabomber said, differentiation means there's potential for a superior, inferior, and no, that's part of leftist psychology is being you yeah, yeah. insanely, Actually, Ryan, I, insanely I, 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 afraid of that. And as far as like, why, why they all turn on Trump, like Oprah and all these people loved him And then they didn't look, there was a time in the media when they loved Trump while after he was president, that was after he sent cruise missiles into Syria. When he did that, he spread subsonic over 10 targets. So they had no chance of actually hitting anything, but he did this. And then all of a sudden they're like, I think Trump is presidential. Trump's become presidential. They all loved him when he went after Syria and then, you know, a month later, he pulls out all CIA support for Al Qaeda fronts and basically withdraws from Syria. And they turned on him again. We know uh, who decides whether they love him or hate him
4: and why. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, everybody just knows. Can, just to conclude so really just, quick. Just, just for audio reasons, I'm,
1: I'm playing I'm playing clips from uh, uh, on mute is from Morning Joe or uh, what's her what's her nuts? uh is basically just (laughs) fawning over trump and this is like this is pre this is just just before the election yeah 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 sorry thomas go ahead
4: no i darl islam is targeted for annihilation by by america too okay it's not just white people but obviously you know in america it's white christians who are who are most most directly impacted deliberately um, and most punitively by by this social engineering regime. I mean, for obvious reasons. Okay, that's that's not to say that it's um the regime somehow friendly to like non-white people who also you know wish to live Hold lives a you know, by 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 in you know according to according to reason and according to their own um, you know cultural and sociological preferences.
2: So, so I mean, I think everyone sort of understands what we mean by that. Obviously, there seems to be the, the, the coalition of the protected groups against the threatening uh, so-called majority, majority at least in Western countries, global minority. Well, because that the Trump press has to
0: drag to... it into identitarian politics because you can't attack Trump on being anti-war. The bulk of the population is with him on that, right? You can't mm. attack him on the issues. Like, why shouldn't we yeah. have better trade deals? Why shouldn't we stop illegal immigration? Like, so you have to be like, oh, you don't like immigrants? That's uh, because you hate the Mexico. You hate race. You know, they have to make it about race. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not doing everything for, you know, this country or that. Or you're Islamophobic. Or, you know, you had a Muslim ban. The Don't say gay, veil or whatever. Like, all these things. Like, it's not what that was. But they're going to label it in an identitarian nonsense yeah, because they're like, oh, 100%. oh, it you're going against civil liberties? It, oh, oh, I'm, I'm against that. I've been taught that since I was three. Right. It Racism bad. Like, <laughs> yeah.
6: And they have to do that because the egalitarian policies don't work because there is difference. There is hierarchy. There is bell curve distributions in terms of every in, in terms but, of aptitude and all these sorts of things. And so when you're trying to hold on to a sense of power and when you're trying to have a certain set of ideas, be the center of society. And a certain set of policies that you know reward you know the welfare state and all these uh, New Deal blah 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 blah. You ha- how, how else can you combat that? Well, by saying that everybody's racist, and that's the mm-hmm. and that's and and that's part of it. Yeah, clearly... I mean,
4: go ahead. At some point, it doesn't have a context anymore. I mean, it never really did. But during the Cold War, it, it did. I mean, that's kind of what I was getting at. And it's also the left; they they don't have any moral credibility. You know, like, like the man just said, if your policy is you want to indefinitely assault other countries for no really strategically rational reason, you know, and the only kind of consistent, the only kind of consistent foreign policy activity is unprovoked military violence and unconditional support for this like apartheid state in Israel. You can't go around saying like other people are bad people. I'm not saying this particularly got legs to stand on anyway, but it, it it's it's kind of like nakedly um it it's kind of nakedly incoherent in moral terms.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, since so, you hang on, wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. First, okay, open question: Does anyone have a heart out? I don't want to. I want to respect everyone's time. I I can also do five hours on this. So I got about I'll...
6: thirty minutes ish. Okay, so that, that works for me before nine o'clock.
1: Thomas, Ryan.
6: Uh, it's morning resume, here, but uh, mean, I mean, just
4: it's you, know, I'll, I'll let you guys I'll, I'll let you guys know. when I'm gonna give me like five minutes and I'll come back if that's okay. I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> <really> <laughs> easy, but I gotta, no I Hundred
1: percent. Like I said, we, these these streams can go have, have tend to gone long. So. Oh my God, they the could go forever.
4: Ones... <laughs> yeah. huh? They have. I've been <laughs> on a few. No, no,
0: no. Yeah. Yeah. asked about nine eleven. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Hang because I I you Ryan, like, So, so I want to hear both of you on nine eleven.
4: I mean, I, I, you guys probably have a lot more to add than I do, but yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll be back momentarily. Folks, thanks.
1: We need to talk about nine eleven. We need to talk about Epstein and
0: uh, I, <laughs> I was kidding I guess, but yeah, all right
1: no, i have I'm um not, I'm, not, I'm actually I'm doing epstein on
0: red ice thursday and another 9 11 segment on fresh and fit on I just, friday I just
1: finished watching you on fit and fitness uh oh yeah fresh and Fit that whole breakdown uh and that's kind of what i so i, I started off the streams talking to, to uh, saying that thomas's and peter's uh uh series on uh, the Cold War, kind of started solidifying this idea that I already had in my mind more as a theory. It was more of a, a thing you say, but you don't really know. And mm. you kind of get the sense that, that there are these factions in government that, and, and I don't want to make it into a false dichotomy of like, you know, uh, what, what did, uh, what, what did, um, uh, what was it said on, it was uh, a, <laughs> shit. Uh, you you were don't want to on... make a false dichotomy. Yeah, you know, oh, was supposed kind but of, but you're you're on um, uh, tenth planet. Uh, shit. Oh, um, uh, with
0: Eddie
1: Bravo. Eddie Bravo said, you "No know, team, team demon, team freedom." Right? Um, yeah, yeah. We can make <laughs> yeah, we can fun. make we can make whatever distinction you want, friend or fed, whatever whatever dichotomy you want. But certainly, there seems to be there seems to be two distinct power groups forming, and Trump seems to be on one side, and Epstein and 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 many of his ilk seem to be on the other. So I. Since we have you here, yeah, while. they hate Trump yeah, because he was in
0: the club and he got out, and so he knows. Let's, they let's know let's that he knows about. their secrets. Yeah. Hmm. So, well, and I, I, was, I was, and Ryan, would you agree <laughs> that
6: Ryan would you agree that they're also worried that he's gonna my he might actually say something about it too? Well, you know, everyone Ryan that in that Epstein people circle
0: people. that got arrested got arrested during his presidency. Exactly. Right. So Jean-Luc Burnell and Peter Nygaard and Epstein and Maxwell all got jailed while Trump was president, and nothing since.
2: But was you know, John and he in had that pers- group or was he just aware of it?
0: They were targeting him to try to make him part of that group, and he had a he had a real estate dispute against Les Wexner for Mar Largo. Well, so they that- had a personal beef, mm-hmm. and then right. he's married. His family, his daughter, married into the Kushner billionaires, and they're a bunch of weasels too. But they are a different mm-hmm. cartel. And Epstein's brother, Mark Epstein, and Jared Kushner were real estate rival or charles kushner excuse me in new york and then epstein's team ed ehud barat and trump's more of a netanyahu guy so it's kind of like left wing versus right wing zionism where you have the Mm -hmm. kushners and netanyahu and trump on one side and ehud barak and epstein and Wexler on the other side um but at least you know at least the netanyahu camp had a line they're like hey no raping kids
6: That's, that's, <laughs> like, some
2: good. that's why i th- I was I, I can't i can't break it down into a dichotomy it's at least three possibly four and we got our pick of which zionists we want you know the...
0: well look most people are against pedophilia like even zionists yeah. right they're like hey come on even yeah. the mafia is like nah don't fuck with children man mm-hmm. but you know the israeli state they have their own they have their own intelligence outfit just like the United States does. I mean, the CIA counterintelligence acts on its own. So does the DEA. Like a lot of these, what you would call the deep state, they're doing what they're doing since the OSS times, right? Sometimes the president's not even aware until it's too late. And, you know, Mossad, they're doing the same kind of things. They work with, uh, you can really think of it, it's not even like the United States, Israel, or Saudi Arabia. These There's a nexus of intelligence group of shared information, and it started they started building bridges and things like that when they created things like the Safari Group initially to mess with Africa, but it morphed into this uh, intelligence sharing nexus and they need uh, they meaning the CIA rely heavily on the Israelis and the Saudis to infiltrate Arabic speaking uh, terror cells. They don't have enough uh, people in the ling- in linguistic department. They don't have enough uh, bilingual speakers uh, you can see how bad it was if you listen to someone like Sibyl Edmonds, who is translating. She speaks uh, Farsi, Turkish, and Azerbaijani, and English. And she's in the FBI field office in Washington D.C., which is a big one. And they had like three Turkish speakers, and none for the. There was like two, and for Iran, and one of them was faking it. Could only sort of speak Farsi. <laughs> like they didn't have enough Arabic speakers. It was so bad in the 90s that. Like, think about it. Uh, there was a box after the Khan assassination, a box of documents that they left in plain Arabic, not even in code, that nobody even read, and ended up culminating in the World Trade Center bombing in 1993. And they, they literally were sitting on the plans. Mm-hmm. Nobody could, could read them. So, this is how much they outsource to the Israelis, mm-hmm. which gives them a huge advantage to just lie to our faces, mm-hmm. which they do all the time.
2: So, can Trump does does Trump have any legs on his own, or is he completely dependent on being part of at least one of like even if it's the right wing Zionist faction? Do the American people and Trump have a chance as their own coalition yeah. or is he always going to de- be dependent on on APAC?
0: He had like no one to hire if you think about it like always oh, surround himself with bad people. How many good people can you name? You know, yeah. it's like, oh, Ron Paul, Massey. There aren't <laughs> right. a lot. He tried, He went with the military, so he was, you know, the Rex Tillerson and the Mad Dog, Mattis. He just, he didn't really have a faction to pluck from. Yeah. And if you the, think about it, like the not... neocons are everywhere. Like, what about both parties? It's all the three-letter networks. Yeah. Well, he, he did pick Flynn, and look what happened, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they before not he was even guys, sworn right? in,
2: they were after him. Yeah.
0: He, well, he that's was the head of the DIA. Career. That's not nothing, but it's is, um.
2: But is he competent?
0: Probably, I mean, yeah, probably one of the biggest players he had, and they took him out before he's even sworn in. Yeah. No,
4: but there's, and then he there's, got surrounded
0: by Zionist neocons. Right? He was all—all all his advisors was just like it might as well have been PNAC. It was so bad, right?
4: There's
0: a, and he just—he just feels Thomas, like, well, that's how you win.
1: Thomas, <laughs> before you, before you jump in uh let me just read out some super chats this is from uh mark Themi. jason glad you glad you finally got a right-wing hegelian on the show well i think that's for you thomas uh thank you very <laughs> much uh for five dollars and for ten dollars Trey 50 daniel says trump had hit had the will of his of his people but he never had the true consensus which he was aiming to achieve that was his fatal flaw and his biggest strength we're uh, just a quick reminder. Anyone watching us on Rumble, you can always send us your super chats and have your comments and They're ideas right on the stream.
6: Rumble rants, uh, yeah,
1: rants. Sorry, rants. Rumble
6: rants. A uh, little little dollar sign in the bottom left-hand corner. Um, uh, But I think one thing we we're circling around, and I think Trey's comment points to it as well. Is you know he had the will of his people. He had the will, perhaps, of the people, but not. But again, not the educated. And Ryan, you were point. You were just pointing to that as well. So not the people who are already primed, positioned and ready to work within the halls of government. And so b- b- precisely because Trump coming from the bu- perhaps we might say Trump coming from the business background, just having more of a we again, just to use a rhetorical term, like a common sense approach to things, just the, the way that people kind of intuit and be like, well, this doesn't seem fair. Those kinds of people weren't aren't going anywhere near Washington, D.C. because they want to run away from it, naturally speaking right and so who do you actually and that's one yeah, of the I people with actual intelligence
0: things. and talent are yeah. in the business world
6: where it people with no
0: like, no intelligence or talent or just parasites they they work in government their whole lives right and so if you're looking for government professional, you should have brought in no one wants to quit their business to go into politics they make a lot more money with a successful business than so they are going to be an advisor to whoever whatever you know and when you add and on so like our most talented people are gobbled
6: up Right. And when you add on the demonization from the media now, suddenly it's so toxic. Mm -hmm. Why would you even take that risk? I mean, how many how many quiet business owners out there who loved who loved Trump, who liked the fact that he was willing to drill baby drill, you know, but they were but they wouldn't voice support for him publicly or maybe take that next step to say, hey, I'm willing to try and help out or I'm willing to run for this office. It's, it's too much well, to yeah. it's too much for people to sacrifice. Well, because...
1: what do you think of what do you sorry Thomas I'll throw this over to you in a second. What do you think of this, of this uh, statement or this idea is that the, the, the system has been selecting for corruption for so long now that the competency has been basically bred out and in the business world corrupt, high level you don't want uh, highly corrupt people in positions of power in general. Uh, because that usually means that they're they're not trustworthy, and you kind of need trustworthy people to run things like C- your CEO or 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 high level management. So now that we have the situation in, in Western government, I'll just talk about the West in general. I mean, I'm, I grew up in Canada, living I'm living in, you know, now in Australia. Uh, you see the same rot everywhere everywhere you go. Is that the corruption now has gotten to such a degree that they're they forced out any of the they've, they've stopped trying to corrupt competent people and have just started to to p- position highly corrupt people to positions of power joe biden is a, is a best example of that he's a poster boy of corruption uh and i mean kamala harris yeah, and nothing is, else is, yeah it's the degradation of
2: our elites right I'm, right don't don't make at me least our political class. It, but
1: um so thomas we're, we're, so now that we're in a position now we're it seems to me anyways, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, anyone, that, that the, the corrupt have, have, have the only people who you can, who, who have any power uh, or leverages a power are highly corrupt. And that's almost the, the, uh, the opposite of what you actually want to have a functioning government. That's kind of what Trump's left with. So now that he's been inside of it, I'm kind of questioning why he wants to get back inside because he, it's it's not it's like it's
4: ordinary, change anything. It's beyond ordinary corruption, and I make this point again and again. And nor nor is the private sector particularly better. I'm not talking about small business owners. I'm talking about people in Fortune 500 companies. There's not there's not a clear cleft between you know private capital and and public administration. You know, mm. like Sam Francis was making that point. He's right. The U.S. government as it exists now is is is, is totally obsolete. Okay, like regardless of you know whether you. Your, your feelings on government generally like government club government the u.s government is basically structured to fight the cold war and not really do anything else okay that's why um i said there's an sectarian reason for uh for the war against russia but it's also like the only war it can currently provoke okay because the, and the, the regime has nothing to do it has no raison d'etre okay hmm. um after uh, after the polio vaccine uh, and after things like syphilis were, were became manageable uh, the public health bureaucracy had literally nothing to do. Okay. Um, the government's not just going to pack them and put itself out of business. Okay. So the people who are attracted to that. I mean, yeah, I agree with you guys that even in the best of circumstances, you're not going to really find the best men, you know, foregoing, you know, a lucrative career on Wall Street to go work for the State Department. But there's guys who would do that, you know, when, um, you know, when, that, when the State Department actually had like a clear mission orientation that was rationally coherent you know like what what is it now like you got the u.s is occupying half the planet and some like world war ii style forward deployment like you've got like what, what are these what are these idiots like and cooper or joe biden you know whether you're talking about the, the whether you're talking about the private sector or, or the executive when they talk about democracy what does that even mean like that that's cold war speak like yeah. democracy means not the soviet union and the east Bloc. you know it means us <laughs> not them like what yeah. is, is is there a is there a monarchy somewhere I don't know about or like is the Soviet Union secretly still here? Like what what is not democracy? I mean, well, it Putin's a dictator. I mean, it sounds right? like I'm being obtuse, but it's like, what's that?
2: I said Putin's a dictator, right? Twenty
4: twenty. As opposed to what, like senator for life, now President Joe Biden. Like I, don't, <laughs> I mean, even yeah. if he was a quote unquote dictator, it's like there's only there's not an infinite number of ways you can figure the modern states, you know, and it's um basically post-89. Um, I mean, ironically, one of the major outliers of the People's Republic of China, which is just a very strange government. Like, it's not particularly communistic in the Marxist-Leninist sense, but it's no. certainly not, like, a free society. No. And it's, it's not, like, Chinese. normal uh, yeah. by, the, by the standards of, you know, the, the rest of the developed world. You know, like, the, these terms don't even make any sense. You know, like, it's aside from the fact that they're dishonestly invoked for ideological purposes. But this I think this is important, you know, because it's it's um the uh the entire regime aside from its ideological um ideological priorities, you know, it's a solution. It, it, it's it's a solution in search of a problem that rationalizes continued existence and is perpetually coming up short. That's all I wanted to insinuate.
1: Mm-hmm. I think I think there's I think there's well, to, to, to steal
0: about, from about... Bernie Sanders, it's
2: democratic anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> well. There, there is a book. I'm gonna be back in one minute, guys.
1: There, there is a book that I want to cover eventually, uh, and I don't know. I mean, I, I'm the orthodox Christian in the room, but um, this is nihilism. The roots of revolution of the modern age by Father Seraphim Rose. Uh, one of the things he points out, one of the things he predicts, I think fairly accurately, and he's this is written in the 1970s. He, he, he his term for this coming age is an age of anarchism, and I don't mean in a more political sense, but it's that sense of uh of yeah, there there being no bottom where where nihilism finally takes hold formally within the body politic and it starts being reflective not just in philosophy or in sort of high-minded sectors but in in, in culture itself. So the rot becomes where there is no bottom because because there is no top, there is no bottom. And you I think this is where we're kind of in that circling the drain moment. It is an apocalypse for, the West, for, for Western uh, civilization. I said this to a, a, a friend of mine, uh, probably back in 2000, I don't God, I don't know, 2018 or something like that, in the before times, somewhere in the before times, it was that, I said, Western civilization is over. The, the Western civilization, we, we understand it as is, which you would have studied in, in high school, uh, uh, Western Civ class, is, is finished, it's, that's kaput um what is taking place what is what is what is uh its successor we have yet to 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 figure out and i think that's kind of where we're at you know we're all downstream from a war of the elites that's becoming
0: uh, kind of moved yeah
1: western civ
0: like they practice western civ better in japan than they do in the classical quote-unquote west
6: that's a great point yeah
0: you know, like it just, it still exists. It's just not in the West anymore. <laughs> well, but yeah, like, even, yeah, Westerns, the Westerns have died Japanese in the West. Too. Well, y'all have pregnant men and male tampons. It's over. Okay. I... <laughs> like <laughs> that's my nihilism. But, <laughs> but,
6: but right. But, it, but, but, but even in a, even in like a place like Japan, there's even like, you know, changing culture within like the corporate structures as well of like trying to be, le- you know, uh, I I, I I do business in Japan, so you know they 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 talk about how like the young people don't want to work as long and they're you know you have to be nicer to them. you don't get to just you know make them do whatever you not even making them do what you want, but expect them to work long hours and the sorts of things that we're so admirable about and oh I mean,
0: they want to service Sanyo and it's like, oh, how come you didn't volunteer eight hours for free? I mean mm-hmm. that's fine, I'm okay with that shift because they are overworked before, but yeah, yeah, it's you know look, they still have a free market system and they um, pretty good social values, and you know the thing, all the stuff the West wants. And look, it's not; it doesn't have to be tied to religion. I always say people always say like white Christian this and that. I'm like, yeah, it can be, but I mean, look at Japan; they're not religious. It's 80% atheist. It's a perfectly functional society. It's like you're not deriving your morals from religion; you're deriving your morals from basic reason and empathy, which Japan's are just innate human religion. characteristics. That's not the way
4: that Christians and Muslims think of it as one—that's an important qualifier. They believe in all kinds I of mean, things. So they don't believe in
0: supernatural people. explanations for stuff. They don't. No, eighty percent of them don't. Okay, and the yeah, ones that are religious. It's those Andersons would
4: probably to those Shinto temples then.
0: <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> I, have Shinto I've, temples. I guess, Just I guess, like you I guess,
4: have, you guess, sell you have like like a guess, birthday
0: guess, cake. Guess,
1: you don't really guess, believe guess, in that
4: wishing. Rational, rational analysis.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we, I don't know if we want. It was
4: religion qua religion. I mean, like I don't. It, we can, get into, we, we can get into the belief
0: that you're going to live forever in another land called heaven, or any, anything supernatural. It's, huh? it's
4: like, it's, that's something like lame, autistic people on the internet claim is religion. I'm talking about the real world. Yeah. You know,
0: okay. The, well, the what's the, the difference between religion claim. and philosophy? Is the belief in the supernatural? No.
1: They're, they're, no. They're it's not, it's not, it's not belief belief in metaphysics.
6: In it's philosophy it's is not, the counter melody to religion.
1: It's not even just metaphysics. It's it's it is literally the. Traditional form, right? Religion, religion is 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 essentially. It, 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 let's. We, I, I'll talk secular to to you about the, for a second. Like, let, let's take all the 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 magic claims out of it. If we just look at the only uh, way to to encapsulate a culture and move it forward, you you need a hierarchy, and and for a hierarchy to exist, you need something that is, that is beyond the beyond the material you need something that is that is beyond even you because the king you know whoever leads whoever who is wherever the top of this hierarchy is in any social sense has to have something above that in order for there to be a sort of like, let's say a divine source or a, a meta history to, to continue it otherwise it's always incumbent upon you history dies with you if if history dies with you if your if your entire culture dies lives and dies with you then it's not a culture it's just no, simply it's an, an expression of, of, of personal statements.
0: Uh, yeah, that's the, your belief. You can have a hierarchy without having divine entities. I don't. I don't. You could have. So. You could have it based on merit. This person gets to be the captain of the boat because he knows what he's where, doing. And I don't.
1: Where does merit come from?
0: Well, does, <laughs> it depends does, what on what you, activity you're doing, but experience and and uh, where, it depends on your, what you're doing. Where does your? But that is something. Is, I don't, I don't, you know where it comes or... from. They're saying look, like, no, you look not when you're on a, when you get on an airplane, the pilot is the pilot because that's the person that's practiced flying and studying and doing that activity the most. You don't just vote on who gets to fly the plane. And he's not divinely picked by God to fly the plane. He's the pilot because he's trained flying planes, right? You, whatever the person that's the hierarchy in a business or whatever is the boss because they know what they're doing
3: that's why we have (laughs) accreditation systems and universities and
0: stuff we don't just like let anybody be an architect or whatever but you shouldn't just let anybody be a king either and be like well he has royal blood so his son must be the best ruler we got rid of those ideas we got rid of hierarchy based on divine rule because that's retarded
4: yeah i know like i said lenoid brezhnev is the boss because he passed all the tests same with fidel castro like everybody doesn't believe that's just like some religious faggot because they took the right test
0: well Castro took power by force.
4: Oh, even better. He's gotta okay. more merit right, so, so than He has all the right tests and put a gun at your head. So he's he's the super boss. May he burn in hell. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: I am all down for religious arguments. I I just feel this is not the stream to do it. We can okay, just, we so, just everyone for it if we want. Because so
2: let me let me throw a wrench a wrench in the gears here since we're going off the rails anyways. Um something I've been thinking is the okay, if Trump whether whatever his intentions are, he he seems to be somewhat impotent. The cause of that impotence could be, you know, discussed, debated. Him versus like what, where I look at it, what well, what disappointed me is was COVID. As someone with still very strong libertarian leanings, uh, I don't like being locked in my house. I don't like being force-fed anything. And he not only seemed to be a proponent of it, we have clips of Trump still today attacking DeSantis because DeSantis fucked up by not locking down hard enough. Trump is still pushing, bragging about the vaccine. And then you have someone who just entered the race being RFK, who, okay, mm-hmm. he's running as a Democrat, 60s Democrat, whatever, or reminiscent of that, at least in some way, maybe the sane left, whatever you want to call it.
0: A 60s Democrat, <laughs> so Republican.
2: Well, <laughs> <laughs> today, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, Trump, versus rfk is there a difference
0: on um, vaccines there are but at least trump didn't do the mandates and the lockdowns he didn't do them but he agreed with them. the governors did them, right him but he, he, also allowed, him
7: right.
0: he also allowed he also allowed though if your governors you know like wisconsin and then later florida tennessee said we're not doing this and they didn't have to do it so he, he at least allowed states rights which i'm more a proponent for states rights than it doesn't matter what the president thinks personally, if he's going to allow the States to decide, which is what he did. So what it should have done too. just right. wish so the States he, he decided not to do them. mandates, you know, <laughs> like, well, it's politically, it's the correct thing. He, but I think... that is a state decision. And so he allowed that. He didn't try to do a overarching mandate like Biden did, mm-hmm. where you have to come in. You can't travel unless you do, you'll get fired unless you do all government employees had to get vaccinated or they lost their jobs. Yeah, the mandates who, were who, worse.
1: Who mentioned? Who mentioned recently? Thomas, I'm gonna kick this kick this to you in a second. But who mentioned recently uh, that I mean, Florida is basically their entire economy is based on 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 um, um, tourism, tourism, on tourism. Um, so the the lockdowns in, in Florida would, would have been literally disaster. It would it would, would have bankrupted the state in 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 six months, kind of thing. Um, that's I think that's. Uh, I think with all of these things, you you, you deal with the with the media pre- presentation of things, and then you have to deal with the actual meta mechanics of things. And when you get into the meta mechanics, you're like, oh, okay, well, yes, it's yes, it's still a ballsy thing for him to do. At the same time, it's like, well,
2: he's <laughs> talking about DeSantis.
1: Are, DeSantis, yeah, his his choices were were relatively limited. Yeah, but there now, were a, a lot of places. Did. There were and a so, lot of
2: places that that rely on
6: tourism that locked down. Well, so, okay. okay, so most people know. Yeah, but not not, not as much as Florida, though. Most people know a couple of things reasonably well and everything else they assume in the case of a pilot flying a plane that, they, that somebody knows what they're doing, right? So what you see in the advent of, for whatever, for whatever else you might want to say about it, when you see that suddenly there's this virus and people are getting sick and it looks like it might be dangerous. Well, what, so what did DeSantis do? DeSantis, DeSantis acted his incentive as a state that was largely dependent on tourism. He went and he looked for expertise that helped that, that challenged what was going on at the federal level. Right, And so you could say he was just acting out of pure incentive. Turns out he made the right call. I think we would agree with that here. But you again, but I think you you also see where and you saw this with Trump teaming up with the military, uh, which was brought up here before as well, where it's that deferment towards expertise, which going back to what we were talking about in the business world, when you're dealing with largely competent people is a very good is, is generally speaking, a good rule of thumb. But then when you get into a situation like, you know, pointing out like the public health system and the idea that these people had to, you know, push, you know, ha- have to make themselves useful. As it were, as you had a lot of people who weren't actually that competent, who didn't really have a strong sense of the who, who were either covering up for, you know, research that they were doing in the case of Fauci or in the case or in other cases, were just basically trying to take the maximal safety approach, which that's the that's like the that's like the other part of egalitarianism is like maximal safety for modern leftism. It's like it's mm-hmm. the pa- it's, it's the it's the it's the pathology of safety that everything must be made safe in the most um, I don't know. In in the most extreme sense of that word Uh, that we see. And that and that is a and I think that is a failure of Trump. But again, to the point. So what if he had taken a strong federal approach to it? Well, he would have been lambasted. Right. And so then he has all these people, people in the govern, people in the private sector coming to him and say, Mr. President, Mr. President, you can be the man that saves everybody in this thing. And that turned into Operation Warp Speed.
2: Yeah, but he was he was going pushing warp speed, pushing everything. And they were still accusing him of telling people to drink bleach. So what would what, defer to the experts and he's going to Burks and Fauci when he could have gone to RFK. I mean, this reminds me of the clip of him when he, he talked about charia, when he right. talks about it, he was going to, he was going to set up a vaccine task force and he went to RFK, RFK said, do it. Then he went to Bill Gates and asked his opinion and, and took that advice.
6: Well, precisely. So is, is, like... the,
2: is he just completely incompetent or like, and, and it, when it comes to something as important as that, can you put your faith in someone who's that much of a fuck up in the most important when it comes to, when it comes to the crunch, like this is my problem with him is like, I'd love to be able to put my support behind the guy. But w- when you've shown me that you can't be trusted in a crunch, I, c- I have a hard time putting you on my team. Thomas. Well, I mean, I,
4: the government wasn't really serious about it anyway. I mean, a genuine national emergency. I mean, the precedent, the precedent for that, I mean, really goes back to Jefferson and, declaring a de facto state of emergency when Aaron Burr, like, was attempting to raise an army and secede. But, you know, if, if COVID truly was this deadly epidemic, that was a threat, you know, not just to national security, but the actual, like, physical constitution of the country. I mean, it was imperative for the president to declare a national emergency, you know, as Roosevelt did, as Wilson did, as Lincoln did. You know, he didn't do that. Um, Congress's role, which this has never been challenged in court, the National Emergencies Act says that Congress has this oversight power. It doesn't claim what the remedy is, but this was passed post-Watergate when people were all about, you know, trying to, you know, in token ways, kind of limit the power of the executive through legislation and the power of the pen. But, I mean, it's like, it's like I was thinking at the time, like, what is this? Aside from the merit or lack thereof of, of Fauci, who's obviously a crank in CDC, it's like... You know, we so there's this there's this deadly pandemic, but we're just kind of gonna kind of let the states handle it how they see fit. I mean, that's not <laughs> that's, that's not that's not how you handle emergency situations. I mean, it, like it's just not. You know, like uh, structurally or in common sense terms. I mean, I agree with you. Like, but to me, like Trump showed that he wasn't he didn't have the will for the role when he uh, when he allowed. Uh, when he allowed that fool in Seattle say that the national guard is quote not welcome on the ground, really? I'm the president. Like right. maybe, maybe, maybe I'll send the U.S. Army to fucking arrest your ass. You know, like it's not. You don't. Well, the, the there fact, was a clip you know, like right? Said, that's
2: that? my opinion. Sorry, but my there, opinion. There was is a like, What he should have done is what he should have done is, as the federal government said, if you lock your your states down, then I'm standing in. uh You know, I'm going to fight that with the power of the federal government. I mean, yeah, that's sure. I mean,
4: that's the, that that too. But this idea well, if you yeah, go 100%.
2: back right yeah.
0: if you go back at first it was the left that was yeah. it was they reverse roles because trump wanted to close the border and no immigrants from china and they were calling it china virus and stuff and the media was like that's racist xenophobic and out in california they had a hug a chinese day mm-hmm. where they remember this like so you got this disease that no one really knows about and you're going to go to Chinatown and have everybody hug each other to prove you're not racist, which yeah. would just spread the disease, right? Like, they lost their minds. So, like, n- nobody was thinking in terms of, like, medically, like, what's actually the safest thing to do. It was just a way to pontificate about identity politics again. It's like, so even, like, yeah. let's say COVID was as deadly as they pretended it was. That would have wiped us all out because we did everything wrong, right? They should have closed the borders. They should have, if it had really been, like, smallpox of the 1800s or something right it wasn't but like they didn't know in the beginning and so but they just left the borders open and uh, they're hugging Chinese people yeah, no we didn't know, we didn't groups. wear
2: we didn't wear masks when it was the most virulent we closed down the businesses and left the border open and and everybody flipped on everything right like yeah,
0: we, everyone we, we did we that in the UK masks. they're like oh we only have 100 cases we're like how many cases do you like to have before you shut the border? Right. <laughs> well, right. we can't right. do that. Right. That's right. racist. We know right. For sure. Then
2: That's we'll close like the border. But then, they, but they flipped on the vaccine too. But like regardless right. of 2020. Too,
4: I mean, no, 30%. like 100. percent But it's also a policy's got to be uniform in an emergency situation. You know, like it's it's like saying like it'd be like, like it'd be like if Lincoln said you know after you know after declaring a formal emergency saying like you know, we're going to, we're going to mobilize like, you know, military aged men. And if the States want to do what they can, but like, if they don't think that's a great idea, they don't have to, I mean, realize that's like an, ex- <laughs> an obtuse example, but it's like, um, like categorically an emergency condition, um, you know, is, is, is the opposite of, uh, of, 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 of diverse remedy. You know I mean? Like it, there, there is, there can be only one remedy, you know, that that's basically at, at the end of the day, that's really the only reason you have a president. And according to like the letter of the Constitution, you know, in like formal legal terms, you know, because like he's the only single actor who can do that. Um, so yeah, the whole thing was insane. And yeah, I mean, to your guys' point, it's, um, you know, where uh, like, 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 which, like, 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 which was it? You know, it's, um, you're, you're telling me you're going to like leave the border wide open, but tell people to stay in their house. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, obviously. Right. Um, you
0: can't travel, but we're going to have. Uh yeah illegal migrants coming up from the mexican that, border no all the time yeah it just shows there was, was no, no consistency they never really that. believed it they're like you have to wear a mask into a restaurant but you can take it off when you sit at the table like yeah, there was no yeah. science involved right it was yeah. just, it was amazing, it was
2: just well, ritual this why I, i'll, I'll yeah. invoke i'll invoke rfk again i just saw a clip of him today when he was talking about event 201 from there forward how the the cia ran the entire thing and and you could tell from what the, the the actions they were instituting, he was saying, event two hundred one had nothing to do with with pandemic. What it had to it had to do with was solidifying how to invoke top down control through yeah, the health regulators. 000.
0: Well, it was a real estate get- grab too, because you depreciated yeah. all these commercial properties because they physically were not allowed to open. Mm-hmm. And then BlackRock and Vanguard and others come in and swoop up and buy everything for pennies on the dollar. And then suddenly it's reopened, and now you're allowed to, to do business again. Like it was a huge uh, transfer of wealth.
2: Well, and the you collapsing- could go down to New York
0: and just like every single everything was closed. It was just all empty windows all the way down. They weren't allowed to open. They were freaking out. Then it was like you can open, but they have to sit outside and be in a plastic <laughs> bubble. It was ridiculous. And people complied. They have absolutely no information on it uh, because the counter to the COVID hysteria. Was equally hysterical with your Stu Peterson crowd and talking about virus denial and uh, other, you know, 5G and some other retarded crap. <laughs> it's, it's and so, a, but know. they allowed that out there, right? They didn't allow yeah. RFK Jr.'s voice, right? They censored all those people, but they let the Alex Jones ish types say anything they want, right? Uh, and so it seemed like, well, if you oppose the irrationality of the, you know, I wear a mask here, but not here or closing businesses at night, which they did. So, Oh, oh, Corona, it's only, it only comes out after eight o'clock. Like that's, that's not, that's not scientific at all. They did all these ridiculous policies that anybody could say, you know, that's stupid, but everyone goes, yeah, but we have to, because they're authoritarian. Like, yeah, that, they could sit someone down one-on-one and say, if you're wearing a mask in the door and then you take it off at the table, it defeats the whole point. And they're like, yo, but you got to eat. like. (laughs) You see, you don't need a mask at all if you're going to do that.
2: No, it didn't matter. And they go, yeah,
0: but we have to. It's just like the toilet paper people that ran out and bought all the toilet paper and paper towels and caused a shortage from panic, right? Like Mm -hmm. they're not rational thinkers. They scared the hell out of everybody. And the news media could not clearly come out and explain anything to people. It was just they need Big Pharma to get a paycheck and uh, they need this real estate grab to go through. And it's like, yeah, after we've had the lockdowns long enough close businesses enough and get people addicted to corona welfare and then we'll move Ryan, in. And it just Ryan,
1: can we, can we keep you on? Can we can we can we keep you on for a little bit longer or
0: uh yeah I'll do another ten minutes or so at least.
1: Okay. So uh I know uh L B's gotta go. He's got a
6: date. LB you want to say your 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 things? Yeah, yeah good luck. So well, thank you. Uh no so I think one of the uh, to kind of sum things up can we just can we in... just
1: say that that L B is, is the whitest person on the stream and he's, he's gotta, white as Larry Bird.
2: You gotta get you gotta get the, the lights with the with the uh
6: Bro, I don't know what's Orange wrong with the lights. Tom. He's
2: like a
0: Cuban
6: vampire. It's weird. Yeah. It 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 yeah. is. It is just the way my family looks. Um, I am pale. Uh, the the girl I'm seeing, she wants me to get. There's the nothing man. wrong with being whiter than Casper's ass. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that I thought was really interesting, and I think this is the least I've ever talked on one of these friend of Fed segments, and it's only a testament to the men that I've shared this stage with. So you know, that a pleasure to be on with Ryan, with Thomas, with Pete. Um, And obviously the other two, you know, you guys are cool too. <laughs> um, I love, you <laughs> the know, other you know, two, damn. Guess who's not coming back, <laughs> but was, was, you know, as probably, I think the youngest person on this, on the stream is just how Trump has been omnipresent throughout my entire life and how he has just morphed it as, and, and as you guys were laying out the history, I was like, Oh yeah, he was there then. And he was there then. I mean, you basically talking yeah. to early nineties. That's when I was born. So, but what I want, it, but as we're as we talk about it in terms of friend of, mm, they
2: had sorry sorry, I'll be they 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 played Home Alone on our public broadcaster here in Canada. Yeah, and and they cut edited it. out the portion cut, that yeah, Trump it. was in.
6: What right. the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, the, the part where he well, the Home Alone too because because Trump could not be on television. Yeah. And I think it's it's fas- it's fascinating to watch. I was not somebody who supported Trump in 2016. And as far as 2024 is concerned, I would, I would support him only in only in terms of the fact that I don't know where else the people's faith is going to go because it's already in somebody like Trump. Uh, I don't know if that makes him a friend. I tend to think of him more as a Fed just because of the fact that he didn't make, uh, for, for all the good things he did, he'd made a lot of poor decisions as well, especially with the people he chose to surround himself with. Right. This all being said, one thing that I think is always lost, and this is something I try to talk about on my show, which you can go to beenawake.com. I have some new programming notes that I'm going to be putting out soon as far as how I'm going to be changing the content I produce. But you can go to beenawake.com, subscribe with your email address, uh, follow me on Twitter at the LB Muniz. But is this, is the generation. Send, device-
1: send him your, your blood. He needs the color.
6: Is is the generational aspect to all of these things is is the way it it is. It is. um, I'm reminded of the John Mayer song of waiting on the world to change and the fact that some of what we're dealing with with Trump is not necessarily the presidential candidate we need, but the presidential candidate we deserve at this point. And a lot of that has to do with the fact of the older generation holding on to wealth and not and not passing on the torch and people still believing in old ideas. And frankly, the fact that all the terms don't make sense anymore and nobody's and nobody in power is bothering to actually explore these issues, say perhaps Tucker Carlson, I guess we'll see how that goes. Nobody's bothering to explore how these things are changing or how the world is going to be different in 20 years with technology in the, in, in the main space. And that's one of the reasons why outlets like CNN and the corporate press and the cabal of neocons and neoliberals are trying to maintain their grasp on power, because it was something set up to fight the Soviet Union, and it's not something that can exist in a multipolar world. So with that, I would say I would have to cast my vote for Fed, um, because I'm not quite sure that the Pied Piper strategy was is, wasn't in fact a success. That doesn't mean that you that you know that, that and that's just how I look at things. Again, he's probably going to be the Republican nominee. He's almost definitely going to be better than Biden or whoever else the Democrats put into place once they once they decide to get rid of him. But that uh, but but is but does that mean he's the best choice for the world or the country? I'm not I'm not quite I'm not quite so sure. Better than RFK. I I mean I just think RFK if he, if he was smart he would be running as a Republican is the reality. Touche. Yeah. Instead He'll he's instead he's on on he's on thing, but but no, hang just, on because RFK throw my to...
2: argument against that I've been saying for years if you want to win run a, run in the popular thing then do whatever the fuck you want.
6: Sure, but what I say but RFK but RFK is, is party to that same thing despite the fact that he understands the corruption he's still wanting to work within this within the current RF, system RF, within the party that he's, he's dedicated better... his life towards.
1: RF, RFK he's pretty bad
2: changed. on the stuff listen i heard a good argument which was do you know how many low information just straight up you know because canada's a little bit different than the u.s the u.s it's really like you're democrat because your parents were democrats and their parents were democrats and you don't even watch the news you vote by that thing it's like very almost religious and there are a lot of low information democrats who are going to see a kennedy on the ballot and check the box it's not necessarily a bad strategy to just go with the way people do things
6: yeah entirely fair but i, Which I do You should to come to korea now, with that glow-in-the-dark skin yeah you,
2: they'd love you let's this,
0: this all wait to lb <laughs> let's,
6: let's, <laughs> let's, let's <laughs> all pray
1: that lb gets a big
0: bottle of that
1: oh lord jesus christ just
0: get a kiss LB. today LB. <laughs> a thank you them. gentlemen
2: let
1: him, get, let, let him get a kiss on his very is, white is
2: thomas gone did he just peace out without a goodbye he did he did
1: he he was messaging saying hey here you go
2: oh okay so um,
1: uh sorry just, just read a super chat from uh Mark sorry I don't want to mess up your name man but it's Mark Athemi. uh this actually is more in uh in the Ryan Johnson school uh Sheldon Addison was a top donor in the 2016 Trump campaign uh fed case to Trump? case closed yeah really well oh, he's dead yeah he, he would go
2: to all Republicans. Oh, Sheldon Adelson. But... no, I I heard who's the who's the Victoria's Secret guy? Limited brands. Waxner. Waxner, yeah. Wexner. Okay. That I was like, what? No. But Adelson, yeah, Adelson no, was Sheldon always Adelson a
0: Republican. Was, is the reason that uh Trump picked win win the hotels, right?
2: Win hotels is, yeah. is Adelson. Yeah, yeah,
0: he's dead too. He <laughs> so he's, he's yeah, out. Well. I have a I have a holiday for his death on my calendar. <laughs> he definitely get a rainbow frog for, for that. The glorious day because Once he was gone, Bolton got fired, but Bolton made the working group, which culminated in the assassination of Soleimani, one of the dumbest things Trump did.
2: Oh, yeah, explain that.
0: So Jim Lowe wrote about it, actually, before I did, but John Bolton had a working group that uh, May, I believe, and then Soleimani got killed, what was it, July 3rd, or whatever it was. Someone can look that up, but it was a few months beforehand Anyway, they were just trying to cherry pick information OSP style to give a reason to kill Soleimani, and Trump kept saying, No, no. But if he if he kills if they kill an American, I'll do it. And then so there was some anonymous mortar fire on an American base in Iraq where some Iraqi translator who had been a American all of seven days gets killed. And then so they ran back to him and said, Well, an American's been killed. Now you gotta kill Soleimani. <laughs> so he he did it with like Soleimani is one that was really fighting ISIS and pushing out the Peshmerga and going after the Kurds. And, you know, they took him out. And then that resulted in Iran retaliating and taking out a helicopter hangar and some other equipment. You know, supposedly no deaths, both sides say, to try and ease things down, but we don't know. But yeah, Soleimani was was a stud. I mean, he was very loved in Iran. That was a stupid move. That could have started a war with Iran. And did result in a, a retaliatory strike, but you know he got pressured in that by the Bolton group, and the Bolton group was Bolton's the one that ruined the Hanoi conference too. Like he went, to, uh, they're talking to North Korea, and John Bolton goes, "We're going to give you the Lib the Liberty Libya treatment." Excuse me. Okay, and Libya, was... what was that? Gaddafi got rid of his yeah, Liberty my ass. Like <laughs> the, the <laughs> Libya, they um someone was mowing the lawn out there. I Couldn't hear myself. Got tinnitus. Say, so but no, you know that too. was the guy. That, he got rid of his WMDs, longs, and then he got invaded and killed. In Asia, I don't well, in the in
1: uh, Nara, we got you, him. You see, in Tokyo, Asia, but really,
0: you are really you're in Florida. I get it. I,
1: I see. It. I see the. Nah,
0: I can right. show you the rice field outside if you want. <laughs> Seriously, there is a rice field right next to where I am. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Yep. Yeah. Well, the front. Well, I won't get into that stuff. But yeah. There was a little bit of imminent domain in this area recently, but anyway. You're in,
2: you're in Taiwan now? Is that I'm in Japan. In J- oh, you're in Japan. Okay. That's what
0: I thought. I'll be in Korea in like eight hours.
2: Okay. Going down there today. Yep.
0: But uh no, I lived in Japan for sixteen years. This is
1: yeah, my last see, day. I've seen uh, some of
2: your posts and I like the, you know, do, do high trust, of, high trust society shit. Do you want to make it public yeah. while you're making that This change stuff between...
0: we used to have, um, you know, in parts of North Carolina, we could do that when I was a kid. You could just have a store and it was on your honor to pay, you know, but not anymore. No. You know, I can't and that's in a real rural area. I mean Japan, Korea, you you can be in the middle of Seoul in the middle of Osaka and there are stores that are just they don't even have staff.
2: And is that is be... that a rule of law thing or is that just purely cultural? Is it because you're gonna get your head I mean it off is illegal or...
0: it's illegal to steal, but it that's not why. It's just I mean, they have vending machines where you can buy alcohol. You could buy vodka too, not just beer. Like you can go buy hard liquor in a vending machine with no ID or anything needed, it's just based on your honor. You can just leave the money I th- in, in a pocket. I think money. it's because they don't have a ring the bell media right. pushing degeneracy every day.
2: Well, and
6: fear. Yeah, I
0: don't fear think it's, I don't think it's the law. Hatred. I'll give you a good example about like trying to legislate stuff. It's not utterly useless like to have punishments for things and to make things illegal legal, but if you look at drug laws for example, it's illegal to do heroin in Japan. It's illegal to do heroin in the UK and the United States too, but they do it anyway, right? You could get drugs in jail in the United States. It's because the demand's so high. So the reason uh, we don't have a drug problem in Japan is not because they made it illegal. Same reason we don't have a murder problem or a fentanyl problem or a rape problem or any of that. All those things are illegal everywhere. Right. Right. Like, no, I don't think it's legal to rape anywhere, not even the Vatican. But sure maybe Epstein Island. <laughs> like <laughs> is everyone is agreed uh, don't kill people and, and most societies have laws against you know letting kids smoke crack or something. pretty obvious stuff. But what makes you not do drugs is not the state, it's yourself. Yeah. Yeah. As Dr. Paul said, like really are you gonna run out and, and go smoke heroin or shoot it up or whatever? If it's suddenly legal, probably not, right? Like you need the state to tell you not to do that, seriously. Your parents should tell you not to do that. You should know not to do that based on your own reasoning. So if you're only following stuff based on like whatever the law says to do or not, and I and you don't have your own, you know, moral compass or or faculty of reason, then you're in a bad shape. Cause if they tell you to do something stupid, you'll do something stupid. So I agree well, with look, Dr. Ren- King. Ren- like we, <clears throat> it's imperative to follow just laws, and it's imperative to ignore the unjust laws. Yeah.
1: René Ren- Girard Rene Gerard, basically said uh, that all our desires are external. So all our, and you can say desires, incentives. You can, you know, use that word wherever you want it, wherever you want. Sure. And because because of those this, those things are external to us, we always look for models or moderators moderators for those desires. So the only reason you what you the only reason you want what you want is because of other people telling you what you want. You have no idea what to want. And as you're a father, you you've seen this with your own kids. You go into a drawer, your kid wants to go in that drawer. They don't know what's in there. that it's probably just like you know. Cutlery, or something that they can't really use, but they're attracted to that drawer because you're going into that. It's 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 where you give your attention. What 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 the what people uh, who attach authority to uh, will drive their attention. And I think this is uh, to kind of summarize all this stuff and, and, and tie into a bow. And Ryan, you, you need to go and thank you again for your time. Um, uh, this has been great. This has been <laughs> this stream uh, gave me well, I'll more. Say...
0: I want to dovetail on what you just said was said by Marilyn Manson talked about the connection between fear and consumerism Mm -hmm. and people not knowing what they want. Sometimes you want something because it's functional and you need it. And that's what you want because you act. you know, you, (laughs) it's useful, but a lot of people are just chasing status and most things that will give you status aren't really functional or useful or anything. They just want, they, they covet the envy of others, whether that's like, Oh, I got to have a whole bunch of girlfriends because other guys want that, too. So, uh, you know, they'll be impressed with me if I have this and that or this fancy car or watch or whatever. Now, some people like cars, high-end cars, because they're fun to drive and whatever. Um, Watch or ring or something, there really is no point any watch tells time. They just want one that's expensive because it's a way of wearing status, you know, without having to say it. You instantly know that that person has money or whatever because they're wearing it on the wrist. Yeah. So and it, like it's okay if you want to chase status, chase status. Be aware that that's what you're doing, okay? Because I think it, a lot of people get a severe level of unhappiness who can't acquire the status, but they are they they rely on external validation, and they have a you know an external locus of control, and so their happiness is dependent upon how they perceive other people perceiving them and they're not self-willed and they don't have a sense of fulfillment based on their attributes or skills or anything. And this is what happens when you break a society as the media does. I'm being careful with my words. (laughs) When you break them, you would, you 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 prefer, Oh, I can say it. Okay. Well, I do not know what
3: you're you're thinking.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Part of what they're doing is they want to break your sense of self-worth To make you reliant on products, so you can get a sense like you're no longer just some hoodlum or whatever. If you're wearing the the Bape jacket or before that the Starter jacket and the whatever kind of fancy whatever the cool shoe is today, I don't pay attention to it. But when you have those things, you're you're somebody now. You know it's 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 a status that you can purchase. It's not something you have to earn through skill or something that's within yourself right some sort of talent it's just something you can wear so it's instant instantly copied and instant um, validation wherever you go and it's a real problem uh with the youth seeking external validation all the time Uh, and and some of it's completely unachievable like your life is not going to be a music video right they're always going to compare themselves to cardi b or whatever and feel unsatisfied and keep chasing and keep spending
1: so in the, in the Girardian theory, there's there's two distinct uh,
0: classifications
1: here. There's, there's, there's memetics, there's modeling, and then there's mirroring. Uh, so modeling is actually trying to be like the thing, right? Trying to be like that person. Don Quixote is trying to be like the epic uh, 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 knights and he, re, he reads in these stories, whether they're real or not, he's trying to be there right. and, and exemplify those characters. Mirroring is literally just surface level. You're trying to reflect the, the image of the image. And when you start getting into into this sort of you know uh, refractal image of of things where the image is a is a mirroring of the image of the mirroring of the image, mirroring the image, where you're you're no longer sure what the actual content is anymore because it's all messaging, you know, messed up with with uh, desire principles, mixed, you know, it's basically just
0: desire porn. Uh, this is why you what... can see it in the language look at all the people We're... that run around saying bro every other sentence so to bro bro this bro because they put that out there i don't want to the... say because i
1: don't want to get blocked from me on twitter that's bad you know
0: like... <laughs> well look yeah exactly i will throw you out. i did that uh to fish out all the napo people knowing that they wouldn't be able to resist right it's an easy attack if i say oh i hate this then they're all going to say it and i'm like "Blah blah blah so i can get rid of them so they can't mass flag me later that was my strategy there but it really is a thing, though. If you look at the terminology the spooks put out there, for example, "grassy knoll." No one says "knoll" or "grassy," okay? Not mm-hmm. in the '60s and not today. By putting out the "grassy knoll" for the "grassy knoll" shooter in the JFK assassination, they get to track how effective that propaganda, how they're, you know, how many people are repeating this phrase, right? Too yeah, big to fail or Kiev. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They want to see. Are you going to say it like this? Are you going to use our, our terms? And so when everyone was saying literally this, literally that, you know, that was three or four years ago. And now it's the the bro culture. They put it out on like just deadbeat, mindless gaming streams on YouTube is where it starts. And then everyone's saying it. Right. They want to see how deep that cuts and like which celebrities are most effective and trace it around. And you're it's affecting the language. You can see them unable to speak without saying this, it's that so Valley girl you... stuff where people in like California say like, 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 you know, you know, you know, you like, like, like. They can't get through a few sentences in a row without distancing all their opinions by saying the word like is a way of softening everything. Say, well, I didn't definitely say that. I said it was like that. Right. Because they're, oh, yes, they live in mean. a place that's so judgmental <laughs> that they can't have <laughs> A normal opinion without softening it with filler words and and the word like is not just a normal filler word it's a filler word that softens whatever you're going to say because you're not making it definite you're saying well it's sort of like something is that hmm. it is something and they james, they have to be like that james burnham laid, laid it out in the
1: managerial revolution is that that this entire system that's that's whether you agree with them a la carte or, or, or wholeheartedly, it's like, we can certainly see some of the, some of that overlapping where, where the system that's in play right now is, is to diffuse responsibility. So no one can take responsibility for anything that's been, that's been almost the, the, the state departmenting of, of, of all the institutions where, well, I mean, who, who takes ultimate responsibility for any decision? We can't say.
0: Well, even, responsibility, even, accountability, that sounds racist.
1: Right and and yet <laughs> that's you, what you, they do. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and and yet, and yet you know, that's that's colonialist kind of. That's, it is that's white supremacy. Kind of thing, yeah, you
0: know,
1: yeah. yeah it's being on time. Being I
0: have a time. question about Canada, real quick. You're in Canada, America? the People's Republic of Canada. Um, is it true that you're not allowed to pee standing up anymore?
2: Yes. What <laughs> <Yes. laughs> you yeah, have to sit down. Like, to like pee, 2005. Yeah. <laughs> it was Trudeau got in. It was the first he passed. It was a yeah. He pees on a can of Bud Lights.
1: Well that's how that's how the get bud light. It's all it's actually just filtered true. It's just Trudeau piss. It's just Canadian it's okay. piss now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like a <laughs> North American pea. Yeah, it's, it it's from the house it's from the
1: House of Commons. It's it's from the it's from Parliament right into a VAT. And that's it's like Nestle. how Nestle's like just uh uh getting getting you know, all the water to the What is the
0: country that made trailer park boys get led by Trudeau and I, you
1: know, have a Well, okay, so in jail. Well, <laughs> well, okay, well, <laughs> you're talking to you're, two people. You're talking you're, to two people who voted for Trudeau in 2014, and
0: 15. the reason what was we, his yeah. Reddit it was just because Harper was so bad before
2: go that. Back, go back, go no, Well yeah. Harper was Harper was. I don't think he was as bad as the media. I mean, I think a lot of this has been a growth process for a lot of people the past ten years. I have that getting Canada older, no, but, but
1: Harper Harper was pretty bad. I mean, even even if we're talking about base politics. In in twenty twenty three we can look back at the Harper regime. He sold the wheat. We had this uh, uh, wheat, uh, sort of. he sold yeah. We don't a need to get into, that... the,
2: into the all the, the nitty gritty of it. I mean, but yeah. as far as Canadian politicians go, they're all terrible. But he was not. He's not. He wasn't the devil we believed him to be at the time. But obviously, the but media it, here is very one sided. Why after Trudeau? Look, go like, look up clips of Trudeau's rhetoric. Well, first off, reason... we're both we're both Anglo. Montrealers, which Trudeau is somewhat as well. He's also a federalist. There's a lot of intricate sort of micro, macro politics well, where we believe a- that he would be on the side of Anglophone Quebecers. He's from, you know, his family lives just up the street from where I live. And we thought maybe he would have something to play there that would would resolve a lot of the longstanding um, identity politics issues in Canada, which he just made way worse. <laughs> yeah, and and, also, and also the, look at what lying. he said on the campaign trail. He was he was banging on. He just, you know, you didn't you took a chance on someone being that you had no idea whether they were w- what they said they were or not. And he was the in two thousand
1: in two thousand fourteen. The the worst thing facing Canada at the time. Was a general sense that that Stephen Harper was silencing scientists and uh, and economic bureaus, and basically just stacking the deck towards whatever ends he had, which was nebulous. Right? It was never it was never really well defined. I mean, yeah, he I'm, was a I'm bad critis- guy. I, I'm right. critis- Who is Canada? I mean,
0: Do you like who's the equivalent of Ron Paul, the Canadian?
2: Maxime Bernier. Maxime yeah. Bernier. All right. He's the best with the report. He's, but I mean, he's actually he's very much like Ron Paul in that he's not charismatic. He's not a good speaker. You know, it's, it's akin to the, the RFK thing when you're, when you're running for uh, a role. That I is, think Ron you know, Paul kind of was speaking. charismatic when they let him talk. <laughs>
0: just, take him yeah. two minutes. I think that's what's going to happen to RFK. Like you'll get on the debate stage and yeah, they'll give him like two minutes to seconds. speak. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and they just like, yeah, you know, there's the RFK, Jr., whatever, you know. His somebody pops the balloon everybody's like oh shit <laughs> yeah sorry to cut that short but uh you can watch the whole thing on ancreport.com as you can see i got a shelf set up while that was playing some other things still gotta go get a table uh to attach this mic arm to but that was fun and pete Quiñones was on in the beginning he kind of left when i arrived but um We've done some shows together, especially on the American Civil War as well as the Unabomber Manifesto. You can go check that out on, on his sites, Free Man Beyond the Wall. And let's see. He's also still on Twitter, at least for the next six weeks. <laughs> we had a shekel chat on Rumble from P1Dizzy49, so it's not a Ulysses Grant. <laughs> it says, welcome back to Korea, RD try not to get oven from twitter happy mother's day to all the good moms thank you for reminding me now i can go get a present (laughs) and they became a monthly supporter you can become a monthly supporter on rumble and it gives you uh little tags she's got the icon of i have a gold pot with a clover and a set of turkey feathers which is showing um That's where you donate on A&C Report, Anti-Neocons. See if we got any other questions. I'm scrolling through the Rumble Chats. I don't see anything. Not on Odyssey today. There's, um, I got some issues with them, and they also, like, when you log in from a new place, you have to do all this crap. Switch countries too fast for them, whatever. Um, Not on Cozy either, because that place is just too degenerate and unfixable. I gave them months of my time put out the documentaries and things it's just not worth it people are taking delight in my handicapped cousin with cerebral palsy nearly dying and i just thought okay that's it that's it for me i don't care who you are like a handicapped man um dying of septus you think that's funny you're that's not just uh like Edgy trolling jokes or anything—that's just fucked up. That's psychotic, really. Let's see. So, other news. Um, you know what we can do, so I—I <laughs> I don't have to hold this up the whole time—is just do our Ukraine update on Telegram. Although, give—I'll give you a quick rundown because I put some updates. So I'll just read this to you. There's been a lot of fake news about Ukraine recently seems they did a PR campaign in tandem with their attempted offensive. They raided the Russian telegrams to create some panic because a lot of the like pro-Russian people are moles. Uh, but a lot of the reported gains they said, not all, but most of the reported gains they said were fake. They did attack Solidar with about a 1,000-man, 40-tank probe, but that got repulsed. And then, as this was happening, they did get a little bit of gains um, in the Little Creek area, south of the of the Salient, where they have. Um, there's a pincer in the north and the south. They hit the northern one and didn't do anything. They hit the southern one, and it looks like Russia withdrew beyond the creek line to the high ground, uh, which is reasonable since it's mostly infantry and the weather is permitting mechanized warfare again you don't want to be sitting on flat ground well all those new toys the ukrainians have so they've pulled back to the higher ground Uh, and they also gained about 210 meters in bakhmut russia did there's only like 27 buildings left in bakhmut but it is the citadel that is the high rise on a little bit of uh they have basement areas and stuff 27 buildings to go they're going you know street by street gobbling that up and then it will be there as the hold um, over in Zaporozhye, they did some probing that got repelled Russia however has been taking out the warehouses storing um, anti-air ammunition and it looks like some of the Leopard 2s that as soon as they came across the border uh, they got hit while they are in the warehouse from above And then the big thing is the bridge to Moldova has been taken out, and that's something you can't be like, just propaganda. Go look at it; it's gone. And that is the supply route to Odessa from NATO, so that has been blown to bits. I mean, you can still get supplies there the slow way, but that's over because that had a rail line and a highway, and that's been cut and like physically blown to pieces. You notice they haven't cut the other bridges across the Dnieper, which means they might be willing to use them themselves, or they enjoy Ukraine bleeding themselves. They've made this plan, like instead of incrementally taking land, Russia would rather, I mean they are taking Bakhmut and Soledar, but it seems like they'd rather play on the defense and drain Ukraine's manpower, war of attrition. Instead of expanding the front line like why well you don't need the territory um, because you're not going to get them to run out of money our manufacturing because everything's being manufactured in NATO and all the money's from America so the only way you can really win this war of attrition is taking out personnel because that's something you can't replace it takes a long time to have a baby and have them grow up to be 17 or 18 they're running out of people They will never run out of money because they have America's money. Even when they were running out of ammo, like they're running out of artillery, NATO didn't have any left. So they bought half a million rounds from Korea and they're buying some more from Egypt, which has, I think, the largest Soviet stockpile in the world is in Egypt. So, you know, there's a few more years of artillery shells. They are running short on AA for the S-300s and they're also running out of the, the, well, the the s300s themselves are running out of the anti-air defense itself not just the ammo uh they'll probably switch and get some more patriot systems in and stuff but they really don't have enough air defense which is allowing fixed wing aircraft to just wreak it across ukraine but um there are ways to get around that ukraine's going to have to go on the offense and make a major push with a, a mechanized division, frogmen, everything they can throw to get some sort of victory here. Because they're getting war-weary, you know, the lights are out, the power's out, they're on rationed food. And yet, uh, on the Russian side, lights are on, supply lines are tight. Uh, they're not moving. I want to say something else. Gonzalo Lira was arrested. I mean, that was before I went back to Japan uh it was like as i was getting on the plane i hope he's doing well i don't know exactly what he got arrested for he was just saying his things he's always said but just another stunt you know what what's it matter well he's given reports about the ukraine russia conflict in english but from ukraine but he's saying the same kind of stuff i say and many other people say of course they'd probably like to arrest us too but anyway let's go look at rumble There's some drama sphere stuff. Uh, who cares? Uh, Fuentes got in a, I guess you could call it a physical fight. <laughs> Whatever that was. Um, I think the drama sphere stuff just needs to go. We're going to be on Red Ice Thursday. I got a bunch of Epstein news to unleash. And then Friday we have the sequel on Fresh and Fit. We're going to be going over the Israeli art students. Ziad Al Jara and that thing, the Tennessee Cell, the DJ Story, uh, Anthrax. That's a big one. <laughs> if we can get all those topics in, in uh, two hours or so, maybe three hours. And then, um, we'll do another show, regardless, just debunking all the kook stuff. And then I have some more, um, some more I want to run by to see if they want to go over the nine eleven commission, how compromised it was, the process of getting the twenty eight consecutive redacted pages unredacted, what we did. Um Yeah. And then, you know, there's more on the ninety-three bombing that I already put up with Adam Fitzgerald. My goal is gonna be to do a nine eleven symposium with Adam and Nelson and myself somewhere in the US. Uh We've hit Texas twice and D.C. twice, so somewhere else. Um, I'm thinking Florida or New York. Kind of leaning toward Florida because I feel like the weather is better and people like to go there anyway. Plus, uh, I might be able to go to Miami and do something with uh, Sneeko or Myron or something, so there's that. But New York is obviously more affected by September 11th, and you could the advantage there is we could go to the uh, 9-11 memorial and explain things which I did and I had cops follow me around last time I did that we could even see your movies it would be kind of neat to be in New York too but uh, I'm going to listen to the people around me and we'll pick a, a location but that's probably going to be September or August somewhere in there let's see yeah, happy Mother's Day to all except for Nancy Pelosi. Um, does she even have children? I don't know. Regardless, she doesn't get a happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Trump killed CNN, destroyed them. And it's pretty bad, but it's you know, they are so much worse that you just gotta enjoy it. I kind of miss this guy. All right. Well, thank you, P1 Dizzy, for the shekel Chats. Thank everybody else for following. We'll have a proper stream with a proper mic arm attachment in office. I'll get these boxes unpacked today. So we'll see you on the other side. Peace.